Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for downloading Sporgy for free on iTunes or from ChristopherMedia.net. Please make sure to rate Sporgy five stars on iTunes and help to tell others about Sporgy by leaving a comment. Thank you for following Sporgy on Twitter at Sporgy Podcast and on Instagram at Sporgy underscore podcast. Please follow Sporgy on Facebook to like and share Sporgy. You can also email the show. The address is Sporgy at ChristopherMedia.net. If you would like to donate to Sporgy, you can click on the PayPal button at ChristopherMedia.net. If you use Amazon.com, please click and bookmark the Amazon link at ChristopherMedia.net. It will not cost you any extra money, and you will help to support Sporgy. If you are looking to launch your own website, please click through the HostGator banner at ChristopherMedia.net. Christopher Media uses HostGator to host all of the shows produced by the Christopher Media Network. When you click through the HostGator banner at ChristopherMedia.net and sign up for HostGator, you're helping to support Sporgy. We know that choosing the perfect gift for a man is a difficult task, but not anymore. TheBroBasket.com is here to help. We all know men are hard to shop for, but what do guys actually like? Their favorite alcohol, that's what. It could be craft beer, wine, whiskey, scotch, or tequila. TheBroBasket.com will put it in a gift basket full of their favorite gear and goodies. You can customize your own bro basket or choose from a variety of different bro baskets, like the Ultimate Import Sampler, the Jack and Coke gift set, or the Junior Executive gift basket. Boozeless, but still cool, bro baskets are also available. TheBroBasket.com gives you many shipping options to choose from, including rush delivery and Saturdays. 21 and over, please. State and local laws apply. Beer, wine, and liquor are not available for shipping in all states. You can help to support Christopher Media by clicking through the BroBasket.com banner at ChristopherMedia.net. Men used to be hard to shop for. TheBroBasket.com Christopher Media. Let's make some noise. Welcome to Sporty, the show that gives you half-ass sports fans giving their half-ass opinions. And now, here are your hosts. Number 70, I am Chris. I'm Rich. Iceman is working, making them money. I feel like I should play Donna Summer right now. It's hard for the money. A hell of a fucking week for him to take off, though. I, mean, I just have to say I that. know, right? I mean, in ba- in, 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 in uh, football is, is what I'm getting at. Because, Jesus Christ, he, he, he'd have no end to what he had to say about the shit going on with kneeling and all that. Jazz. And he beat me in fantasy, so he's missed his opportunity to talk shit. Yeah, well. Oh, he 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 housed me. Fucking hey, enjoy enjoy your 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 uh two five touchdown weeks in a row, Sean Watson. You ain't gonna have a third to say. Oh, but yeah, we'll get to that later. Cause, man, yeah, once again, the football world exploding off of, out of the sports world and into the regular news. But, yeah, I, I know. Honestly, I feel like we need to do we need to give people a heads up this is probably when we talk about the off the field football nfl shit just to let you know this is probably going to end up being a crossover episode with unregimented because i don't really know how we can ignore that at this point and then not talk about what's going on in the nfl on unregimented so if we don't cover something or if we kind of gloss over something. It's probably because we're saving a little bit of it for unregimented. So, or we just forgot. Yeah, I mean, but the problem is, is that there's both of us do unregimented with Aaron, and Earl is kind of the the the, the straw that stirs the drink on Sporgy when a subject comes up because him and Aaron couldn't be farther away on 
ideals 90% of the time. Well, I had that thought today, too. Like, Rich, we don't exactly see eye to eye politically on a, f- a lot of things, but there's also a lot of things we do see eye to eye politically on. However, Iceman sees eye to eye politically with us on nothing. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, that's a good way to describe it. He's he's his, uh he's used to being out on an island with some of his ideas and and yeah yeah. Twenty two hey, years I'm knowing the man. You can be. Fuck you. It's my island. Move. <laughs> Just saying. Twenty two years of knowing the man, and uh, uh, I, I I can say with some confidence that yeah, he uh, for better or for worse, he digs his heels in. And it takes, to get him to give up an inch, it takes a mountain of facts to be dropped on his head. Hey, he's passionate. He's a man of principle. So, But uh, number 70, Sporgy, uh, only one that comes to me is uh, Olog Teverdas played for sure. one season when the Hurricanes won the Cup. Uh, yeah, only the goalie. Or No, that's not only the goalie. My bad. Again, aren't we still talking linemen? I mean, receivers start in eighties, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is NHL, obviously. I'm, I'm talking mm. about. I was, I was thinking of football, just trying to comb my brain for number seventy. Uh, definitely no seventies in baseball. Mm. Yeah, not that I can think of. Yeah, and then NBA, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but. Nobody watches somebody like great. It's some like Hall of Fame NBA player. We're just totally just digging the dog and naming. Uh, uh didn't Dennis Rodman wear n- uh, number seventy one year with the Bulls? Oh, cheating. Let's see what Google says. No, he wore car driver JD McDuffie was known for driving car number seventy. He wore number ninety one. Rodman did. So I don't know who the fuck I was thinking of. Uh, in Olympic archery, the targets are seventy meters from the archers. <laughs> In college football, West Virginia Mountaineers scored 70 points against Clemson Tigers in the 2012 Orange Bowl. Uh, yeah, not much for number 70, according to the, the Wikipedia. So, yeah, we'll go with your hockey guy. So, that being said, now let's talk about baseball. Because the playoffs have gone on. Two series are over, and as we record, two series are in Game 5. One of which will be over by the time we're done yapping our traps. Yeah. Uh, right now, I mean, it doesn't matter. Partial score update. I got to do my best Iceman impersonation. Uh, 3-2, and they're in the eighth. Uh, Cleveland, or Yankees has the lead on Cleveland in their game five. So Come on, Cleveland. It's. It, I mean, is it bad that I don't want to see the Yankees? It, 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 it's, I don't know, maybe it's just one of those, eh, let someone else do it. I don't know, it's... It'd be nice to see the the Indians. You know, do they be this year's local losers? I think it's. Uh, I've said this before. This isn't a. This isn't a <clears throat> excuse me. Sorry, I literally, literally got home and started doing this show. So forgive me. I'm. I'm, I'm I, I got to get irate enough to get up to where I'm usually at during sports. I got to work up to it. Uh, <laughs> this is an original thought on my part. This is um, just, uh, to me, a fact. It seems like it seems like for baseball to be interesting, the Yankees need to be doing good, but they need to not win the World Series. So they need to be in the postseason. They need to be in the hunt. And if the Red Sox are out, then the Yankees are pretty much can be dismissed, in my opinion. That's just that's just how I feel. Really. Yankee, Yankees and Red Sox are the only t- reason to tune in to a Yankee series 
If you're not a Yankees fan. Well, hey, if you're a Boston fan, sorry. Well, I mean, you know, if you're a Boston fan, obviously you're going to watch Boston. Yeah, I I just, I don't know. Yankees are like, they're the bad guys of of the MLB. I mean... It's just, I don't even see them as the bad guys. It's, like I said, it's just like, ugh, again? Which I guess if, you know, you're the GM of that organization, you love to hear people have that reaction. But, yeah, it's... And can I, I gotta make a request. Can turn down the music just a little bit? Gotcha. Sorry, we're having technical difficulties on air. My bad. I, I should have said something beforehand. <laughs> it's all right. But uh, it's... I mean, we'll see. They're playing the Indians right now. Cubs uh, had to take their series to five games. Uh, I mean, are we surprised that the uh, the, the Nationals and the uh, uh, Astros are already done? The Dodgers are done too, right? Well, no, the Nationals are playing the Cubs. Oh, Nationals are playing the Cubs. I thought the Nationals were playing. Who the fuck did the Nationals? Who played today? Cubs and Nationals, I believe. Oh, shit. You're right. Yeah. That was today. Never mind. Yeah, they took it to game five. Sorry, I did a beer podcast before this one. So <laughs> it doesn't doesn't hardly show, bud. Um yeah. No, yeah, yeah. Houston's already moved on to the uh <clears throat> League Championship series. LA has two. They beat the Diamondbacks. And Washington's still in it behind another start by Strasburg, who I believe struck out ten or more batters both starts. So he's been as good as advertised. Um, I made no secret about it. I won a Washington-Houston World Series, and that's still in play. Uh, oh, wait a minute. I just realized if the Yankees win, wah, wah, the Iceman's fucking pick for the World Series. Yeah, I know, right? Oh, boy. That, that, that'll that crush him. And he's not even damn, He's not even here this week to take the beating for the, he did for his picks last week. Oh, he said he was sick. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell everyone his excuse now. Said he was f- sick, apparently. So he was sick or high or something. He, he had like eight excuses. Get the fuck out of my face with this yeah. shit, bullshit. Yeah. Oh, my AIDS was acting up. Shut up. <laughs> I was sick. Motherfucker. Jesus Christ. Yes, he has floated out sick and high. Yeah, he can't pick which lie he wants to go with. Yes. That's right. That's right. We're talking shit about you. <laughs> and we got your picks this week. And you know what? So that means we know before you say them who you're going to pick. So, Ooh. so we can piggyback off of your picks. Uh, it depends on the pick. There's some picks I'm like, what are you, high? Well, he'll, he'll tell you last week, yes. Yes, apparently, yes. The person who hardly has ever done drugs in his life is high, yes. Yeah, apparently apparently that DayQuil or the ibuprofen he was on got him really high, so he, he, he fucked up his picks. I don't, I don't know what his excuse was. I don't know. Anyways, it's enough fucking dogpiling on him for the moment when he's not here. Oh, yeah. Because there's other subjects that we can pretty much tell you what his opinion was, is going to be. Yeah. But, uh, so. yeah, I mean, I think the interesting thing is Boston's out and uh, Houston advances using Verlander in his first relief appearance ever since he's been in the majors. And first batter he sees, he gives up a fucking home run to. And I was listening to another sports podcast, uh, or not a sport. They're not a sports podcast. They just talk sports. 
I was listening to another podcast, and they happened to be local here to Detroit, and they pointed out something that I had forgotten about, that Verlander is always, if he's going to give up the, the, the big bombs, it's going to be early in his start. And it's like, well, then that's not a good trait you want in a relief pitcher. So keep his ass in the starting rotation because obviously he belongs there. You don't want to bring in a relief pitcher and fucking first thing you do is give up a home run. Yeah, I mean, he, but he, didn't he do that with us? I mean, wasn't he... Wasn't his reputation in Detroit he was gold till the playoffs? I, dude, I always thought it was the other way around. I remember plenty of time. I remember plenty of fucking times memes being passed around of of you know backs against the wall. He's got a next the you know the start the next what? start, and it says everybody calm the fuck down. I got this, and when That's he wins true. the game, it says I told you to calm the fuck down. I had it. I mean, I remember those, but I, I remember his, his postseason not being that great. Like, just overall. Like, you know, the, the game one or something getting lit up all the time. Well, I, I, I mean, dude, you're asking for me to go back to <laughs> 2013 is when they, they last were in the postseason. 2012 is when they last made it to the World Series. That's five years ago now. Like, I'm trying to, to remember the, those details. I... Uh, I <laughs> Without going into to a lot of personal details, those are some of the lost years. <laughs> I mean, 2006, I remember. I mean, 2006, it really wasn't. He was a rookie. So most of the focus was on Kenny Rogers and Jeremy Bonderman. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think they both went, what, you know, in multiple starts during that, that postseason run in 2006, they both went eight innings before they got taken out. And, I mean, Bonderman pitched out of his mind compared to how he's ever pitched before. And Kenny Rogers was, the you know, Kenny Rogers for a second, you know, the the, the pitcher that that he was the year before, and he had shown signs of intermittently. So, not the singer. No, obviously not singer. But yeah, so I mean, it, it was I think more in 2006. The focus was yeah, he was he was rookie of the year that year. He was, you know, he's like holy shit, we got this starter, and you know, he he goes deep into the game, and he he start starts throwing harder the longer he goes into the game. But at the same time, you know, there was still people who were thinking Bonderman was going to be the one to be the number one starter and Verlander was going to be number two. You know, it, it took the 2007 season because I know Bonderman started game one of 2007 and it got it was ugly. I mean, so it took another season for them to for all of Detroit's hopes to be like Verlander is our ace. So, yeah, I, I, remember, I remember what was it that year two we were, we were high. high. As a city, Bonderman <laughs> was the future. I mean, he had, he had his flashes, but I mean, it, I don't know. It, 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 to me, too, and I just love, I just love, yeah, he had his season last year, but I just love that Porcello has turned out to be not that great. Because I just remember everyone saying, oh, he's young, he's young. And after like six years of hearing he's young, I'm like, how the fuck? I'll, guy's been here for six years. How the fuck more time does he need? To the better part of a decade. Well, he started so young, it's you know, the, it's kind of it throws people off when they see his age, because I don't think they realize. Yeah, he's been in the league since two thousand nine. He started game one sixty three. I mean, he gave them better than a puncher's chance of winning game one sixty three in two thousand nine as a rookie. You know, but still, that's what. Now he has eight seasons worth of wear and tear on him, and he's yeah. in his mid twenties. You know, I mean, I, Joel Zamaya had a had a quote from an interview a couple of years ago where they talked to him and they said, you know, 
what do you think happened to your arm? And he said, I just think that when you throw as hard as I did and as a lot of guys nowadays do, you only have so many pitches in your arm. There's only, you know, and you never know what, what the limit is, you know, but I can, I think I can safely say that the guys who can start when they're 18, be in the starting rotation, have as many starts as Porcello does seven years into a major league baseball career, the chances of him pitching into his 40s probably really slim to none. I mean, at some point, your arm's going to give out. But, you know, then again, you got guys going through Tommy John surgery who swear that they come back stronger than they were before the surgery. Yeah, there's a couple guys who did that this year for life of me. I can't remember their names at the moment. Uh, they weren't pitchers, uh, but there's yeah. even there's even rumors of the the guys coming from like Venezuela, Venezuela, Puerto Rico, et cetera, et cetera, Cuba. You know that those guys that they're being told to get Tommy John surgery, even though they technically don't need it, because it'll make their arms stronger. Now I don't know if that's you know like I said, these are rumors I've heard on different sports talk and in, in, in articles and podcasts. I mean, if that's the truth, that's fucking insane. Mm-hmm. Who the fuck gets surgery on so you know that, that type of surgery? I'm assuming if you listen to this podcast, you have an idea of at least a general idea of what Tommy John surgery is. That's nuts to go through that surgery and not need it because there's a chance you're going to be stronger coming out of the surgery than going in. I just I don't, sure. I, I don't. I don't. I I wouldn't. I wouldn't risk it. That's all I'm gonna say. So. But yeah, anyways, you know, uh, Rockies, Diamondbacks out, LA, they advance. Game five for Chicago and Washington. Uh, Houston's advanced. We'll know by the end of this podcast whether it's New York or, uh, Cleveland. And yeah, I mean, it's, that's, that's about all there is to, to, to really get into unless we want to sit here. Honestly, the way they air the playoffs now is, that's what that's what I really want to talk about. It's fucking annoying. At one point, I think every series played during the same day, but every fucking series was on a goddamn different channel. That's ridiculous. Yeah. And it's not like they were all playing at the same time. It's not like during the regular season where everybody had, you know, most of the teams playing have a 7.05 start, and, and if, as long as they're all in the same time zone. You know, this is the playoffs. Why do I have to go to CBS, ESPN, Fox, et cetera, et cetera, to, to you know, and... And have a fucking cheat sheet of where I got to go to be able to watch these games. Like, you know, TBS or whatever the fuck it is. TNT. Look, MLB, get your shit together. Put it all on one station. All right? Put it if on the- time's a factor, maybe get rid of game 163. It'll go back to your old playoff schedule. Where's Baseball it? shouldn't be spilling into November. There's that too, yeah. And I mean, if you, do, if you, if you need a channel to put it on, put it all on M- MLB channel and make the MLB channel... That will make cable providers pick up that channel that haven't. If the only playoff series that you can watch, if you can only watch game 163 and the, and the, and, uh, the, uh, the league champion or the division championship series is on MLB Network, believe me, cable providers will pick that don't have that channel will pick that channel up because there's going to be an outcry for it. Because believe it or not, baseball is still bringing in fucking huge ratings even though you gotta you know go on an easter egg hunt to find where the fucking games are half the time yeah i read an article the other day that it's baseball is on the rise well i mean you know it might have something to do with the fact that there's some other sports that are doing a whole lot to alienate people we'll get into it later but what 
Get out of here. You know, and then and then there's then there's like what you had with and the, the spin that was put on this was fucking beautifully obtuse. This was the most just intellectually dishonest spin I've heard put on any sports ratings I can ever think of in 40 years of, of breathing. The Pittsburgh Penguins were playing the St. Louis Blues the same night of the deciding game of the WNBA championships. Uh, yeah, the, of the WNBA championship. And the WNBA championships, that game brought in roughly 900,000 viewers. Now, that game was on ESPN, which means it was widely available and only 900,000 people watched it. What was it? 30,000 less people watched the Stan defending Stanley Cup champions on opening night against the Pittsburgh Blue or, or the St. Louis Blues, and everybody was going, see, no one cares about hockey. Yeah, the problem was it was on, what is it, MSNBC, SC, or whatever the fuck, their, their, their sports channel that half the cable companies don't carry. It damn sure doesn't have the exposure of ESPN. Damn sure doesn't have the exposure of Fox Sports. So don't give me that they, oh, they can't keep up with the WNBA. They're not on a fucking channel that's offered all over the fucking place. Yeah. All right. And I mean, on top of that, is that taking into account the numbers in St. Louis and, and, and Pittsburgh? Because the local channels, they're going to black out the national fucking game on that. So if you add the local fucking numbers in, I guarantee you they were over what the WNBA had. I guarantee you they were over a million viewers for that fucking game. But this is this is the way ESPN's trying to shit on hockey is by saying this, going, we made the right choice. Look, the WNBA gets better numbers. Okay, you're you're fu you're fucking juking the stats, okay? You're fudging it's the end the of their numbers. season, bigger audience, you forced it down their throats. I mean, the, and... and I mean, the lead's buried here about how come the WA has a contract with ESPN and the NHL doesn't. I bet you if you compared revenue to revenue, what league makes more revenue, what league has more viewers, I bet you that it's, there's more demand for the NHL. There, you, there's no way you can tell me that the rating, that the, the WNBA outdraws. I'll just tell you about ticket sales. It's bullshit. There's no way the WNBA outdraws the NHL. Well, like I said, it's just a spin that, that they tried to put on the ESPN and the ESPN apologists and sycophants were trying to put on saying, see, this is why no one gives a shit about hockey outside of. And, I mean, I, to their credit, ESPN radio named the right areas that give a shit about hockey. You know, the upper Midwest, you know, they said Detroit, Chicago, Minnesota, New England, uh, and then you know you have it's it's a it's a niche sport in in California, and you have a stronghold in New York from the leftover fans from the Islanders. Who it's like <laughs> the Islanders were a dynasty back when I was still in diapers, right? So that's how long ago that fucking was. But you also have the Rangers, who are an original sixteen. So you're gonna have you're gonna have hardcore fans in you know. New York City area. But still, it's like, come on, guys. Seriously? I mean, it's it's like when people know about what's going on in the NCAA women's college basketball tournament. 
Well, yeah, when you lead off Sports Center with it, that's why we know what's going on. Don't act like we're following the shit, like people are filling out women's brackets. Give me a fucking break here. It's just, uh, it's just annoying how bad ESPN wants hockey to fail. And it, it just tells me that there is a very bad taste in their mouth still about the negotiations that went south. And, and, the, and believe me, the NHL is not without fault. Batman went in there thinking, hey, we're, we're too big to fail. He overplayed his hand. He got the shit smacked down out of him. That's why they ended up on, what, the outdoor network for a season? OLN? You know, and then finally, finally, NBC picked him up, but I don't know. Well, actually, didn't OLN become Versus and then NBC Sports bottom? It was Outdoor Life Network, and then it became Versus. Then, yeah, I think you're right. But when NBC Sports bought Versus, they also moved uh, the deciding game of the Stanley Cup Finals to NBC. Which ESPN, right after they reported who won the Stanley Cup last year, they hardly reported on in, on any of the highlights of the game, any interviews post-game from either teams. They went right into shitting on the ratings that that fucking game got. And it's like, really? Really? Are you you're not even going to bother to hide your agenda at this point? <laughs> Uh, they haven't for a while. Well, I mean, fuck it. We can get into it. The only, the only other story in the NHL is, you know, we now have the, you know, the best team in the history of the NHL as of Thursday night or Wednesday night when we're recording this. Is oh, yeah. The, the Las Vegas Golden Knights, because they've never lost a game in, ever in the history of their franchise. All three games of it. Yeah. Hey, Vegas strong. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. It, it's going to be Vegas and the Red Wings for the Stanley Cup. Yeah, let's do this. Uh, do they have anybody good? I mean, expansion draft, you get everybody's garbage, right? Yeah, they got Flurry in that. You know, he 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 basically platoon. Excuse me, platoon the goalie position for the Penguins last year to win a cup, and he's backstopped him to a cup in the past. Um, I mean, they don't have any huge names. They that's that's what they didn't do. They they've been stockpiling draft picks. So if for whatever reason they make an actual like deep playoff run with all the stockpile draft picks they have, that's going to be the, one of the biggest backfires in NHL history. And if that turns into that, that franchise might be in for a lot more butt-fucking than we thought it was going to be in for just by just the nature of being an, extent, an uh, expansion franchise. Because, I mean, dude, you trade and, and you know for draft picks and then you end up Picking, let's say, in the bottom quarter of the league, that's not how they thought that was going to play out. So, you know, what's going to happen? Odds are they're not going to be a, that strong of a team year in, year out for the next five, six years. So they're going to be getting leftovers in the draft versus, you know, trying to get high up and, and having the best percentage of being in the top, you know, two, three, four, five picks in the draft lottery. Huh? But, I mean, hey, it's Vegas. And I guarantee you what, that owner of that team, whoever he is, if they win and he makes money, he's happy. If they lose and he makes money, he'll he's, be happy. He's happy. And then and, and then if they if they if they draft the best you know, the hot the new hotness, the young players, you know, the, the, the new Austin Matthews and Connor McDavid's, you know, if they get their versions of those guys, yeah, they'll be happy as pigs and shit in about three, four, five years because then they're the new franchise and they have the best young players in the NHL. Boom. Jersey sales through the roof. It's a, it's a, it, let's be honest, 
hockey, uh, hockey. Vegas is a is a vacation destination. People are gonna want to see it just out of curiosity. You're telling me that many people want to go see Cirque du Soleil? That many people want to go fucking see Britney Spears and Celine Dion? No, it's a fucking curiosity to go see them. I was just there last week. I was gonna check them out, but I, their season didn't start till Tuesday, so <laughs> till two days ago, as of uh, posting this. So yeah. It would have been something to do. It's been, but you, but spend way less money in the hockey arena than I would in the casino. Yeah, but yeah, see a hockey game. But yeah, so I mean, do we want to? We want to kind of do a lateral toss here and go into the other bullshit that's going on at ESPN as far as their agenda and egg on their face. As far as I'm concerned, they got an egg on their face. Uh, which story? Jamel Hill. Yeah, that's, it's a, it's a figured, but I mean, CSPN. It could be a myriad of them. Well, I mean, okay, you got, she came out, what what exactly did she do? She came out and she tweeted, uh, I know she tweeted at first that if you voted for Trump, I don't know how you live with yourself, Trump's a white supremacist, blah, 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 blah. She got, what, a warning? And that's when the local, mm-hmm. the local sports talk station said she was actually suspended for a few days, and it turns out that they were full of shit, and I came on air and reported it, so just... Fuck you, CBS Sports in Detroit, just just for good measure. But um, now, what was his last one? What what did she do? Uh, she messed. Well, basically, she messed with commerce. But I'm trying to find the actual. I know quote it, here. She said some shit about about Uncle Jerry and the NFL. Oh uh, well, it just it came out. It, well, I guess let's give the the listeners the background. Jerry Jones came out this week said anybody who doesn't stand won't play. He didn't say he was going to cut him. He didn't say he was going to fire him. But he definitely said, hey, welcome to the bench if you don't stand for the national anthem. And she tweeted that that perhaps fans should boycott the Dallas Cowboys. And I want to say the NFL, but, I mean, when you get down to it, I mean, she messed with Texas, literally. I mean, but, too, she messed with commerce, bottom line. Let me... Well, I mean, now, was this... This had to be before Michael Wilborn compared Jerry Jones to a slave owner. I'm pardon the interruption. Uh, when did he do that? Uh, yesterday? Uh, yeah, so it was before. It says, uh, she called for a boycott of the Dallas Cowboys and its sponsors on Twitter after reports surfaced that owner Jerry Jones would not let any athlete play who disrespects the flag by kneeling during the national anthem. Well, doesn't this get into... Something we've said on this show and on Regimented, freedom of speech doesn't mean you get to keep your job. Yeah, and unfortunately, this is something that I'm finding out through social media and talking to people. I'm going to lowball it and say about 80% of the people I talk to don't understand that freedom of speech has nothing to do with being privately employed. Yeah, They think that means that you can walk in and do whatever you want at your employers as long as you say freedom of speech before you do it it's kind of like the old internet joke you know it's not rape if you yell surprise beforehand well it's not you know pissing off your employer and 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 putting your job at risk as long as you go freedom of speech and then say whatever the fuck you want that's not how this works folks we get tired of explaining this on unregimented and i'm gonna explain it one time on this fucking podcast and the next the, the next time it needs to be explained most likely to Iceman. It's up to you, Chris, but <laughs> freedom of speech is 
the government shall make no law restricting speech and will not restrict what the press can report. And it guarantees freedom of assembly and, and peacefully protest. It has nothing to do with your job. Yeah, it doesn't say you are guaranteed employment. You're, you're, you are guaranteed from having any repercussions from your free speech. Nothing is in there that says that. Especially if you go to your job. And this is from this is from the fucking the closest thing this podcast has to a bleeding heart faggot ass liberal, and that's me. And because I hey look, you want to kneel? I understand they're not protesting the flag, they're not protesting the troops, they're not protesting this. Just like Rosa Parks wasn't protesting buses when she refused to move to the back of one. All right, it's a way to it's a way to as as they have said to draw attention and start a conversation about inequality as far as the way. Africans Americans are treated by police in the justice system at the point of arrest and as far as being profiled. The saddest part of all this is that is completely lost now and it has been for fucking months. No one is talking about that. Everyone is arguing over whether the, the players have a right to do it and the owners have a right to punish players if they do it. And even though I support the players saying we want to kneel. I would also, if I was one of the players' friends or attorneys or family members go, you understand that if you take a knee after the fucking owner said, if you do it, you're benched, you're going to be pulling splinters out of your ass come fucking Sunday night. Because you're not playing in the game. And that's his right, too. Yes. See, rights go, rights are not a one-way street, folks. It's not just your right when it's something you like. It's also the right in the opposite direction. And that's where we need protection, is in the opposite direction. Because if everybody agreed with everybody, we would have no need for protection of speech. But the fact that unpopular speech or unpopular protests do exist, and people think that they can just show up and go, shut it down, and that's all that they need to do, that means it needs to be protected. Because these people don't understand the very nature of the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. No, it, it, it's... Um, it's and too, I guess the other thing too, the the Mike Pence thing, it kind of ties into this. Like you know, just you know, everyone. What what was the one? What did the one guy say? This is what systemic oppression looks like. Get the fuck out of here! Like he is allowed to leave the game now. Mike Pence, they're allowed to kneel. This is you're allowed to leave the game in a huff. Yep. But I mean, the people that are giving Mike Pence shit. Again, what do we talk about? That what's dead in this country? Context and irony. No sense of either criticizing Mike Pence's reaction if you are pro-kneeling for the answer. Well, okay, let's just get this out of the way. And this is something that might, that might be touched on, on unregimented. Mike Pence went to a Colts 49ers game and didn't think players were going to kneel. That's where the kneeling started is with the 49ers. I think that I, mean, I think that's a fucking setup. I think it, it was all. Thank you, Chris. I was going to say you can't, Chris, as cynical as, as as you are, you can't believe that that was a genuine. Oh, I'm offended. I'm walking out. He knew that was coming. Even though he doesn't believe in you know being alone with another woman other than his wife, he calls his wife mother, and I don't believe he's that dumb. No, you don't get to be the vice president by being an idiot. Uh... I know there was Dan Quayle, but still, that's a timely reference, by the way. Yeah. 30-year-old vice president. We're going we gonna to bring up Murphy Brown? I know. Next. Let's do it. Family values? <laughs> what else? But, yeah, that, to me, that was... 
that that that's wagging the dog right there is what that was. Oh, that's that's stunk a setup. It's stuck a political the- of of the very worst of political theater. Right? You know, and, I'm sure. And on top of that, there's 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 two pictures floating around that are at odds with each other. You're telling me that that I'm that, that the public is supposed to believe that Mike Pence and his wife showed up at their fucking press box decked out in Colts gear and then he went and changed and stood with his hand over his heart while his wife was standing next to him or they both changed and then they took a picture of that and then they left afterwards. Folks are being fucking played. And it doesn't matter if you support Trump or not. These, this is just what politicians think. They think they're smarter than you. They think they, they, that you're too dumb to notice things like this. And the sad part is, a lot of you are too fucking stupid to notice shit like this. And I'm not going to fucking mince my words about it. That's your fault. You don't have the ability to think critically, to take two pictures and a situation and go, wait a minute, this doesn't add up, and start asking questions. You just fucking open your mouth, close your eyes, and you swallow whatever the media sticks down your throat to swallow. Kind of like what a lot of you are doing with Jamel Hill. You know, she's all of a sudden being held up as this martyr. I just saw this thing when I was searching on it. Uh, you know, uh, GQ says Jamel Hill was fed to the wolves. She's getting the exact same treatment that Kurt Schilling got. She got her warning. Now she got her suspension. Actually, next time- Schilling didn't get suspended. He got a warning. He got fired. Really? Yes. So and- see? She's getting an extra chance. Black privilege? Well, I mean... And and this is more of an unregimented topic, but since the world of sports and the people who report on sports want to shove this into the fucking into the sports culture, we're we're going to talk about it. It's not really black black privilege or whatever. It's just a matter of no one wants to be accused of being a racist. The ESPN doesn't want to be accused of being a racist, and they're in a no-win situation. Because let me tell you something: this whole situation with the NFL has proven. What Chris, when we were in specs, that's been what eighteen years ago now. Yes, we God. were in specs. I, I I remember getting into a a, a a debate in class in front of the whole class with Dick Kernan. He was one of our instructors about basically, and it wasn't I wasn't in a debate with him. It was me and another student, and he was kind of mediating. But basically, it was about your freedom of speech when it comes to private businesses. They'll respect and. Their reputation, they'll try to keep as pristine as they can until you start costing them money. Then that shit goes out the window. Because what it comes down to with these people is, they may be the most liberal people in the world, they may be the most racist people in the world, but the only color that matters to either of them is green. And when you start getting less of that green put in their bank accounts, you are a liability, you gotta go. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and let's, let's get into what... Honestly, what Jamel Hill did. She talked about messing with a uh, couple revenue streams of her employer. The employer went, well, it's enough of that. We, we, we have your back till you tell people, till you, you know, till you mess with our revenue stream. Now we do not have your back. Yeah, ESPN's fu- narrative ends at the bank. Exactly. You're going to fucking sit here and you're going to tell people watching you to boycott the NFL. Something they've paid, they paid, what, $15 billion for the rights yeah. for Monday Night Football? Bitch, that's part of where that's where probably most of the money that for payroll comes from. It's from them paying that much for those rights and charging advertising during it. Yeah, I guarantee you the highest rated shows on ESPN are football related. They have to be nowadays because that's I don't watch anything on ESPN outside of football. Every now and then I'll leave PTI on, 
Well, what else do they have? Sunday night baseball. They have some NBA games. But I mean, if you if you really are are, are like a hardcore NBA person, that's on TNT. At this point in my life, if ESPN is on in my house, it is Saturday afternoon or it is Monday night. Mm-hmm. That's it. Oh, Sunday morning or Saturday morning, every now and then, I'll watch Corso put on the big fucking helmet. You know, but other than that, I don't watch. I mean, we've talked about before. I used to like. I used to wake up and go to sleep to Sports Center. You know, I'm, I was I was just watching an episode of Scrubs the other day, and it was the episode. No, 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 it's no, 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 no. Doe and deer. No, it's it's doe. It's doe. Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah, it was the episode where uh uh they're watching Sports Center and Turk says to you know his wife, he goes, I've been watching this show every day since I'm ten years old. And that is the honest again. That was a little bit later for me because my family was poor, we didn't get cable. So it was not every day, but whenever I was at my Family's house, any family's house who had cable and I could get the TV remote away from people, it was it went out in the sports center real quick, you know, or, or ESPN or ESPN News or, or some you know variant of it. But um, that's the honest to God's truth. And now I just don't. I haven't in fucking five years, four excuse me, four years, even had cable, and it's probably been five or six years since I've watched Sports Center on that religious of a basis. When we first started this podcast, I would TiVo all of the sports centers. And within the first week, I was like, well, this is a waste of fucking time. I mean, it was uh, it's a situation I know we've talked about and alluded to a hundred times, too. But it, it was, I think, maybe the maybe the first or second week we were doing this show. I'm watching the 6 o'clock sports center while I'm eating my dinner. And they're leading with women's college basketball. The 6 o'clock p.m. sports center, they were leading... With women's college basketball. Yeah. I mean, en- enough said. I mean, I mean, I get it. I know you want everybody's money, but can't you just admit your audience is mostly men and cater to the audience that made you who you are? Well, I mean, it's like I said last week. What uh, the, the most asinine claim I've heard as far as NFL viewership was that 50% of the viewership of the NFL is women. And I was like, that's absolutely That is a lie. Bullshit. That is bullshit. I'm sorry. I'm fucking sorry. I I guarantee you, I guarantee you, I will talk to every female I run into and have a and have a friendship, a working relationship I'm a, I'm related to in the next week. And I will write down their answers and I guarantee you, maybe 10% of them say they actually watch the NFL. Yeah. Maybe 10%. not not the Lions who are the local team, the 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 NFL. Okay, because that was the claim that fifty percent of the NFL's audience is women. That would be like claiming that that eighty percent of the NFL's audience is liberal millennials. That's bullshit. Have you ever fucking went down south? Have you ever spent any time with football fans from the south, from the SEC area? They're not all liberal guys, and they're damn sure not millennials, right? It's it's bullshit lies like this that make me look at ESPN and go, you're a bunch of fucking hypocrites, and you deserve whatever fucking shit comes at you. I really wish there was something besides Fox Sports that would just say, fuck the politics, fuck the agendas, fuck trying to socially engineer making certain sports more popular 
than the 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 market dictates they can be, you know, and would just man, fucking go with what people want to fucking see. One thing I will give Fox Sports. As insane as their news division is, their sports division's pretty straight up. I mean, you have what's-his-name, though. Who's there, Stephen A. Smith? Jason Whitlock? That's their version. Yeah, but Whitlock gets called an Uncle Tom and, you know, Oreo quite a bit because, just to be honest, he's he's he comes down on the side that it seems to me he feels is right. And whether I agree with him or not, he's going to speak his mind. And... Unfortunately, and you know, people listening go, how the fuck is this white boy going to fucking comment on this? Let me tell you something. I grew up in in state and youth homes in the city of Detroit. I've been around black culture and black folks all my life. And one thing that, that you don't know if you're not, if you don't have family from the South, is that Southern culture, poor white Southern culture and black culture, they overlap quite a bit. And let me tell you something. Right the fuck now. Not every black person agrees with it, with everything that the fucking the media says black people are supposed to agree with. But they don't go out and say this shit. It's like the scene in Barbershop. We're going to talk about shit that we wouldn't want white people to hear us say. And then they go on, you know, Martin Luther King was a hoe. Cheating on his wife constantly. OJ killed that bitch. We all know that. That type shit. That is the honest to God's truth. He Jason- beat Joe Lewis's ass. <laughs> Jason Witten just gets out there and doesn't give a fuck. He just fucking, look, this is how I feel, and I don't give a fuck what no one says. If you got a problem with it because you, you think that somehow I need to agree with you because we share the same skin tone, melanin, mel, mel, uh, melanin content, fuck you. And I kinda, whether I agree with him or not, I respect it because the, yeah. individual, the individual is getting lost in everyday life more and more, let alone in something as frivolous as, as sports reporting. And it is frivolous, ultimately. You know, I'm not one of these people. Look, I do think sports does mirror life on a smaller basis, obviously, and not on a life or death basis. I mean, if you, if you know the history of the Olympics, I mean, you know, there's a reason that China, when they got the Olympics, spent more money than anybody had ever spent on the opening and closing ceremonies. There's a reason... That they, Joe Rogan just had a guy on who, who did a documentary about doping in the uh, cycling, uh, the sport of cycling, and he was talking about doping as far as the Olympics go and the advantages that host countries get as far as uh, the, the Olympic committee overlooking tests for their athletes as far as doping accusations. And all this shit. And I mean, it'd be boring to go into, but if you're interested in it, I, I do recommend look up Joe Rogan's podcast. And 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 in fact, I I don't want to because it's a it's a documentary and it's a good one. It's called Icarus, and I want to give you the guy's name. Uh, make sure I got this all right here. Uh, his name is Brian Fogel. It's episode one uh, one thousand nineteen of Joe Rogan Experience. And he, uh, yeah, he, he directed the documentary Icarus, which uh, uncovers the Russian doping scandal and uh, also just doping scandals, period, in sports. So, I mean, I get where sports and life and politics collide to a certain extent, but ultimately it's entertainment. And that's what I think is being lost in all this, is that there are people who t- tune into sports just to fucking escape from everyday life. And ESPN has forgotten that. Yeah. And I hate to say it, but these fucking, these talking heads on ESPN really think that they're like 
I guess cultural touch, you know, they're, they're cultural touchstones and they, they have more pull. I think they matter more than they do. Yeah, exactly. You're not as important as you think you are. Shut the fuck up and read the teleprompter. It's all we want from you, right? Jamel Hill has every right to say what she wants to say. But when I tune in to watch her, I want to hear fucking sports talk. I don't want to hear your opinion on politics. I don't want to hear your opinion on, on, on this and that. Even if I agree with your opinion, because ultimately, what are you doing? You're taking the entertainment out of it, and you're turning it into real-world shit. There has to be... Look, we are at a point in this country where everybody is at everybody else's throats about everything. There is no offense too small that someone's not out there ready to protest, and someone's not out there ready to fucking start a hashtag about, that people aren't ready to fucking call Antifa and the alt-right and get them fucking to swing bike locks at each other from behind dumpsters and every other fucking bullshit thing that's gone on in the last six months in this six months year year and a half in this country whatever the fuck pick your time frame it doesn't really matter at this point it's all starting to blend together there has to be an escape there has to be a fucking a, a safety valve for people and if you're going to take sports away then people are going to walk away right and i understand the significance Jesse Owens and Joe Lewis and the 68 Olympics. I get it. I understand it. All right. But this is every fucking week now. Do you understand Sports Illustrated keeps a running stat every week now of what players did what during the national anthem in the NFL? Come on, people. That's ridiculous. Like it's a fantasy football fucking stat. Like they get points if they kneel. So did they kneel before the anthem and then stand for the anthem? Did they sit during the anthem or did they kneel? Because one's a little bit more disrisrespectful than the other, and it just is that a new way we could get points, fantasy football. I need them in my league. I'll take them. Uh, I know me too, right? Jesus God, uh, I... injuries, man. That's <laughs> the fucking truth. <laughs> but anyways, no, she look, she came out and she bit the hand that feeds her. Yeah. And you can't do that. And if you want to do that, then you better be prepared for the blowback and you better be prepared to be a martyr for your cause. I mean, too, and, and anybody that's sitting there and is talking about how she's getting railroaded and she's, you know, what GQ's being fed to the wolves and all this, I dare you. I defy you. Get Charlie Murphy on you. Make sure your people is there to see it. Go to your job tomorrow. Threaten your one of your main revenue streams to your employer. Email us, sporgy at christophermedia.net, Twitter at sporgypodcast. Let us know how that turns out for you. Better than that, we live in the age of the cell phone. Start, the, start your recording the video, set your cell phone down, and then do it, and then send us the results. We'll, we'll, we'll help you go viral. Yeah, because unless you work for the federal government, you work for a private business. I should say unless you work for any municipality, really. You work for a private business. And that business owner can go, hey, you're fucking done. You're threatening my livelihood. See you later, person who didn't start this business. You know, and it's, in, it's, in a sense, what's happening to Jamel Hill. I mean, granted, Disney ain't running out of money anytime soon, but at the same time, they're a private business. They're allowed to make that call. And let's let's get some things straight here. All right. And this is why we don't have the, the NFL fucking shield to click through to go to the fucking NFL.com store, because 
we won't let them tell us what to say, and they don't like what we got to say. So fuck it, I'm going to double down on it. Jerry Jones is probably the most powerful owner in the NFL. And for you to attack him directly, you are fucking stupid if you think there's not going to be repercussions from that. Jerry Jones has his fist so far up Goodell's ass because Goodell's nothing but his fucking puppet that that motherfucker can tickle his tonsils by wiggling his pinky finger, all right? Now, do you think coming out and speaking out against Jerry Jones and saying boycott his team specifically, and this... And Michael Wilbon coming out and comparing Jerry Jones to a slave owner? You think that shit's going to sit well? I mean, look, there's, these are, I'm not going to say what agency reported it today because I haven't confirmed it due to time constraints, but there's been reports that there was a meeting with the Dallas Cowboys who have a bye week this week. And Jerry Jones got up there and said, guys, basically, and told his team, basically, the reason I came out and said, if you disrespect the flag, you will sit you will not play that game, is because I want to take the heat off you guys. I want to be the bad guy. Besides that making no sense, absolutely none whatsoever, how the fuck does that, does that, how, how is that copacetic with what he did two weeks ago by coming out with his players arm in arm and kneeling, trying to show unity? Do you understand that this is right there, All you have to do is watch Jerry Jones because every other owner is going to take their fucking cue from him. And Goodell's going to take his marching orders from fucking Uncle Jerry. He is trying to save face, to save his franchise's reputation, and to keep that money rolling in. He does not give one single shit about the national anthem, about the American flag, about fucking mistreatment of black people, about police brutality. None of that matters. The only thing that matters is his juggernaut keeps rolling downhill, keeps getting bigger, keeps picking up steam, and keeps picking up money on its way down the hill. That's it, period. And the fact that players who didn't have to give interviews chose to stay there and were playing fuck Donald Trump, like started the song in the locker room the minute the reporters walked in after this closed-door meeting with Jerry Jones. Tells me one thing right now. Dallas Cowboys, there's going to be a lot of fucking shit going on when they come off by. If you if you got the Dallas Cowboys in fantasy, you might want to think about starting your backups to them. If you got Dak, you might want to start about thinking starting the backup. Say, hey, welcome back to the team, everybody. Tony Romo. Because if those players are willing to do that, that that much of a a fuck you, basically, to Jerry Jones, and go, no comment, no comment. When asked about why they're playing a fuck Donald Trump song in the locker room, the minute the report, like, they waited for the reporters to walk in to start the song. That is a clear message being sent. Back to the media, to the entire fucking NFL, to the entire sports world. By those players that did that. And the fact that they're saying no comment means that they know that they're flirting already with getting their asses fucking benched. Because this is the, this is the Cowboys. Chris, you you know enough about football. When, when uh, uh, oh, shit. Just drew a complete blank. He coached them, and he also coached the Miami Hurricanes. Jimmy Johnson. When Jimmy Johnson. How about them Cowboys? Jimmy Johnson 
was coach of the Cowboys. It was a poorly kept secret that if you were a star player, you could show up 15, 20 minutes late for a fucking team meeting. And there was going to be, you might get chewed out, but there, you weren't going to get fined, and you damn sure weren't going to sit a game. But if you were fucking the 53rd man on the roster, your ass better be there 15 minutes early. On time means you're late. 15 minutes early means you're on time. That type shit. Now, do you think that that fucking type of attitude didn't come down from the top, the guy that hired him, Jerry Jones? It's culture. Yeah, it's... Yeah, and can we... Man, she messed with Texas, man. Literally. And can... Look, even though I agree that there's fucking police brutality, that, that black males in particular get singled out and fucked with more by the cops than probably any other gender and ethnicity. Can we stop this bullshit of comparing modern-day sports people to slavery? Yeah, because first of all, um, this is purely voluntary. We get that out of the way. I mean, if we just want to get down to the base definition. It's voluntary, and they get paid. And they get paid well. I mean, guys, if a player does something so egregious in Uncle Jerry's eyes that he fires him, if he's a good enough player, he's going to get hired on by another team. Uncle Jerry gave a second chance to a murderer. You know, and that's that's the other fucking thing. We, I, I've covered it. I threw out the fucking the factual numbers, and it didn't matter because I, I am literally just a fart in a whirlwind as far as you know this this whole podcast is, as far as truth and media. But there's 44 players in the NFL right now out of thousands who have any type of domestic violence or assault, or just plain old assault, not domestic assault, issues going on right now. And they want to act like it's a fucking epidemic. It's bullshit, right? It's garbage. It's fucking lies. It's trying to get you to feel fucking one way, and they don't care that they have to ignore the facts to do it. And you should care. And as a fan, you should go, fuck you. If you're going to report ESPN, Fox Sports, whoever the fuck, if you're going to report these distorted fucking figures and facts, I'm not going to watch your fucking reporting. Hit them in the pocketbook. Are you tired of this shit? Hit them in the pocketbook. There's, yeah. there's plenty of ways to watch football without them getting the ratings or or one red fucking cent from you. I'm not going to tell you them because it's illegal, but I'm just going to say it's not that hard to find out how. If you choose to do so, so be it. That's between you and the NSA looking at your internet connection. And Google. <clears throat> but, you know. So, I, there are ways to register your displeasure, whether it be... And here's where here's where it pisses me. Just like you got pissed off a couple weeks ago that you started... Or was it last week you said, I'm kind of pissed that Donald Trump actually made me feel bad for Goodell? I mean, yeah, made me like him for a Sunday. Yeah. I, I feel bad that, that these fucking far left and far right people are making me feel bad for the NFL <laughs> who's a shit organization period they don't they treat their employees like shit they they have no respect for the former employees that that, that built the the foundation and the bedrock that all these fucking owners are now cashing into the tune of millions or billions of dollars. Same thing with the players. There's a lot of players out there who don't have respect for what the game used to be and the guys who used to play it, but they can't win. They've got liberals pissed at them, and they've got conservatives pissed at them. And, and then the silent 
I would like to think majority, but I'm starting to have my doubts, are people like us who just go, we just want to watch football. We don't care about any of the politics. Can I just watch football? Dude, I get one day a week, and God bless Mandy. She leaves me alone on Sunday. Like, we've got a nice little tradition going. We go shopping in the, you know, I give up. I give up watching the pregame. You know, I give up 9.30 to 11.30, but whatever. We go out, get her something artsy and crafty to do while I watch football. Bam. God love her. It's a one day I get left alone to watch football all fucking day. I don't want to watch the news. I'm trying to watch football. Got to watch the news the other six days of the week. And that's what it's turning. It's Sports does not matter as much as people want to think it or leading us to believe that it does here in the last month or so. In the grand scheme of things, this country, the way things are going right now, it does not fucking matter. It does not. Why does it matter who stands or kneels or fucking puts their thumb up their ass for the national anthem? Who cares? And I think policies like ESPN and like Fox have adopted, like, you know what? Fuck it. We're not showing the anthem. Between the people in the stadium and social media, people will find out anyway. Well, Chris, you're... You might remember the story a little bit better as far as particulars than I do, but there's a story in the Bible where two women come to a king about a baby and say, you know, both of them are claiming it's their yeah. baby, and he goes, fine, hack the fucker in half. Yep. And the real mother goes, wait a minute, just give it to her. And he goes, that's the, that's the mother right there. Because a mother wouldn't want their fucking kid to die, mm-hmm. so give the baby to her. That's That's basically what Fox, CBS... And anyone who says they're not going to show the anthem is doing. They're hacking the baby in half. This is how ridiculous this is. They are just going, we are not going to show you something because you're going to flip the fuck out about it. You're going to act so much like children about this that we're going to remove it from you. It's literally taking the toys away from two siblings who are fighting over it. That's what it is. It is, it is, it is, it is no different oh, of, whoops. of a solution. That, that's apt. <laughs> yeah, it's... Oh, my God, dude. We're only, like, nine months into this administration. We still have three years and three months left. We're going to make it as a group? At, we have at least that much left. <clears throat> I know, right? We might have more, but, at, that, but that's... On Regiment, it's Saturdays here at ChristopherMedia.net. <laughs> if you, uh... I mean, yeah. more, I, I just I just want to say real quick, okay, Jamel Hill, you you took a risk, and as as far as I know, I could be wrong. See, this is where I really wish Iceman was here because Iceman don't do his research until he gets pissed off. If he's pissed off at somebody, he'll find out that person's favorite color, favorite food, and he'll talk shit about all of it. So, as far as I know, Jamel Hill hasn't been out there saying, "Boohoo." Poor me, ESPN censoring me. She's probably not allowed to if she's suspended. Well, th- there's that. But I mean... I know my, my job, if you get suspended, you can't talk to anybody. Okay. You, you get suspended, they go, HR will call you. You can't talk to anybody. They can't talk to you. So, I mean, I, I just... I mean, it, just, it's anecdotal. But, I mean, that's... It, she might not be... That, that might be part of her condition. It's like, you can't, you can't say shit on social media. You can't make any statements about this. Well, Otherwise, done. Let's put it this way. You've had firsthand you have firsthand knowledge of working in radio. I have peripheral knowledge of radio and television through other people. I know what a no compete clause is. I know what a fucking non disclosure agreement is. Pretty sure you sign both of them when you go to work for a fucking someone like ESPN. Yes, but non competes are totally No, I know it's a different thing, but I'm just saying it 
That's no. part of the package of shit that they hand you to fucking sign when you get hired in. It's like, hey, there's, there's all this paperwork, and you're like, am I getting a job or am I, or am I signing my life away? A little bit of both. Well, I mean, it was probably part when they suspended her. There was probably some she had to sign. and probably said, hey, you can't make any statements to the media. I, again, all conjecture here, you know. Half-ass sports fans usually means half-ass research. But, I mean, that would be my guess, is if, they, if you make any statement, that's it. You are no longer suspended because you will be fired. But the only thing I can hope is that if... And here's the thing. I Now, granted, I haven't watched ESPN enough lately to really have an opinion about Jamel Hill outside of when I remember her like hosting uh, First and Ten. I didn't know who she is till all this shit started going down. Is well, she's, she's from Detroit. I mean, you know, so I, 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 I know that, you know, she's done some reporting around here and ESPN picked her up. Does she does she host the six o'clock Sports Center? Yeah, it's her. It's her and uh, uh, Michael. I can't remember his name. See, Iceman would know right off the bat because he he says he hates the six o'clock Sports Center, but he knows exactly what they say every time we bring it up. Yeah, which means he's just watching. How he, just how he stopped watching Stephen A. Smith, but knows everything Stephen A. Smith says. Yes, yes, more so than I do. He lets me know. He corrects mm-hmm. me if I misquote Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> um. But he doesn't watch him because he's tired of him. Uh, but no, I, uh, uh, you know, if, if for whatever reason she ends up fired and she comes out and she says, you know, no, look, here's the deal. I knew I was taking my fate in my own hands by saying what I said. And I take responsibility for what I said. And I stand behind what I said, but I also understand that I was employed by a private company. There was no expectation on my end of, of protection. And you know what? I got nothing but respect for her. Now, she comes out and she starts with this, my First Amendment rights were violated. Oh, and I talked about a white man, and this is what happens. You know, and you know what, bitch? Go to California and have someone with AIDS fuck you without them telling you they have AIDS. Because you're useless. Just seriously, remove yourself from the, from, from the gene pool. Because you just go, go drink some bleach or something. I, I don't know. I, you're useless. Because I, I refuse to, I've watched the woman enough to know she's not dumb. And anyone who's in that industry knows, knows for a fact how the First Amendment works. Now, they could play stupid, or they could choose to be willfully, willfully ignorant about it. But deep down, in places where they don't, they don't, they, they don't want to fucking put on, on the air and they don't want to talk about in interviews, they know that they had no, they had no expectation of protection if they spoke out against the biggest revenue stream for their employer. So all I can hope is that, yeah, it's out of her system. For her sake, it's out of her system. She does her suspension. She comes back and, hey, I'm here. I'm here to talk about sports. That's what I'm going to do. And, I mean, on top of that, how long into This is what's fucked up. You know what this is going to cause, folks? This is going to cause employers to start. And don't think it won't trickle down to your ass no matter where you work. This is going to start employers going, you're not allowed to have social media if you work for us. Oh, I've worked with uh, uh, business owners, and uh, part of my job is I'll help get them going. And uh, you would be surprised how many people now, when you put in a job application, are are looking you up on social media. I've talked to a lot of business owners who are like, yeah, I thought this person was great, and then I checked the social media, and yeah, I don't want that in my business i'm like yeah you're right you don't you're, you don't have to you're, you you have that right to not hire that person 
if you don't like how they're, you know, you're, I mean, that, that's the catch-22, people, of everybody can, you know, everyone can create their own content now with your Facebook and your Twitter and your YouTube and whatever. Yeah, you can, but, I mean, that's going to be your pub. Perception is reality. I know it's, a, it's an old trope, but it's, it's old for a reason. That's you, how you choose to, you know, present yourself to the world is how you're going to be perceived. Well, sadly, perception is not reality, but that fallacy has been accepted, especially in the social media area or era, because it's just it, it, the facts don't matter anymore. Once again, and this is well-worn carpet we're going over, context, nuance, it does not matter. Irony, satire, people don't understand it. I read things every day online and I go, this has to be satire. And I do five minutes of research and I find out, nope, they're dead serious. And it makes me want to fucking, it makes me want to put my fist through my fucking monitor. <laughs> I swear to whatever fucking deity of your choosing. I just want to fucking beat the shit out of my goddamn monitor. I've watched that on YouTube. But ultimately, I'm only hurting myself on that one. It's just coming, I'm just taking money out of my pocket. I'm not hurting the idiots who, 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 who actually believe the shit that they fucking put out there. I mean, it, 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 we are in a sad state of affairs. Look, I didn't necessarily agree with the intent, the stated intent, let me put it that way, uh, that Kurt Schilling's, the intent that Kurt Schilling stated and his beliefs and ideals behind his post, but I also didn't take offense to him, even though I didn't agree with him, because it was kind of funny, right? I don't agree with everything Jamel Hill has said. I, I agree more than I disagree. I don't agree with everything she said, and I don't agree with her. I, I damn sure don't agree with how she put it because it's nothing but divisive. Let's stir the pot for the sake of stirring the pot. Language, and there's more tactful ways to put things that are also more truthful. But hyperbole goes a long way these days. Oh, we are in the age of hyperbole, my friend. And this is and and that's and and she knows this as someone who works. As a professional in the field that I dip my toe in as an amateur, she knows this. I know this, so I know she knows this. And it's just fucking pathetic. It is pathetic. And she, I guess what's lost, too, is when you make statements like she's made, or people make in general, like Kurt Schilling made, well, bring him into this, too. You forget, especially when they make them from the Twitter accounts they made them from, you are... You come across as an agent of the company. I mean, I know I'm getting all Glenn, Gary, Glenn Ross on you, but I mean, it's true. You're viewed as speaking for that company, you know, especially when you make them from your, your you know, your Jamel Hill ESPN account. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, if, if, if let's just play pretend for a minute and, and, you know, we get a call, hey, we want to put your show on Sirius XM. You guys can still say whatever the fuck you want. I mean, like, has the bar fallen that low? But we're gonna we're we'll gonna negotiate, but but we're gonna pay you to do it, okay? So and then we we agree and we sign the contract and then they hand us all new Twitter handles, and you know uh, a new new Facebook page, and it says our name attached to Sirius F XM. I now understand that if I tweet, post, share, whatever, anything through. That social media that is attached to, to XM Radio and our name, then I'm representing both of us. And the sad part is, I have to understand that my personal page 
is now a reflection upon that page that's attached to XM Radio as well. My personal page that would no longer exist. Yeah, well, there's oh, that. Yeah. Oh, whoops. Oh, all of my social media before I joined the company is deleted. It's crazy. But, I mean, that's the world we live in now. Yeah. I mean, and it's... And, and I know it's, it's, it's old news at this point, too. But speaking of... The, the Cam Newton thing. That was the first thing I thought about. Like, brother, do you not have a social media? You, do you not know what social media is? Do you not own a TV? You aware what you just did? It definitely wasn't. I mean, I'm, trust me, I'm not going to turn into one of these, you know, uh, you know, what does Aaron talk about on Unregimented? The guy wears the, this is what a feminist looks like t-shirts. You know, I'm not, trust me, I'm not one of those guys. You know, I'm, I'm going to be married to a, a, a you know, a, a degreed, a credentialed feminist. But it was just short-sighted, man. Like I'm not, I'm not gonna get all indignant on you. Like Cam, that was just short-sighted, man. You are, you are, and you are not self-aware or aware of our current social climate. What I, I, I can't remember. Did we talk about this last week with Iceman? No, this didn't happen. This happened uh, on like Friday or something, Thursday or Friday. This happened okay. after we recorded. I, I had Ice, Iceman called me and we talked. Earl called me and we talked, and I said, "Look, I haven't, I haven't seen video." Or heard audio of it. I want to see one of those two things. I want to get the context of how he said it. And he sent it to me. And the first thing I said when I hit play was, oh, shit, he's at a fucking press conference when he said it? Yeah. Okay, then he's a dumbass. Mm -hmm. If it was a one-on-one, like there's a reporter following him, and she's a female reporter, and she's doing like a fluff piece on him, like, you know, he came from whatever background and he went to this college and he now he's a NFL quarterback and it's just a, like a fluff piece to like put in like the what whatever bullshit insert magazine that they have in mm-hmm. in like the weekend Sunday paper I could see going and if, if if that reporter said you know well you know you run these routes and then this routes him going oh it's just it's just weird to hear you know, a woman talk about routes like that why because it'd be fucking strange if I walked into a fucking lingerie shop and knew the ins and outs of everything about lingerie. But it would have to, if I would never say that standing at a podium. Yeah. I mean, I don't think he's guilty of being a misogynist as much as he's guilty of just being an idiot. I mean, it, Chris, if you started dating a girl and she'd been to your house, she'd seen your musical equipment, she knew your taste in music, You've been dating her for six months, and then all of a sudden she starts asking you questions about diminished and augmented chords yeah. in, a, in a way that you knew hey, she what do you knew think what she about was talking the, about. What do you think about the Mixolydian mode? It'd be like, modes? You'd be like... I hear a female talk about modes. Yeah, you'd be like, I, six you, months. You, I didn't, you've seen you, my shit. Why did you, you wait to bring yeah. this up? See, I'd be like, you know what that is, but the argument with the reporter is oh she's been doing it for such a long time but i get it and you know and trust me being the being the, the wife got into a little spirited debate about this you know may have been drinking wine all day but you I'd, know, re- it, I'd really love to be a fly on the wall for some uh, debates but go ahead i told her i want to record him she does not want to let me oh i bet <laughs> i'm sorry go ahead no but i mean she brought up a good point because i brought up the point that i think I've definitely brought up, I won't throw you under the bus in this one, but, you know, I like my announcers who have played the game, and that's why men should announce. And, you know, she, a, lot, a, lot of, 
lot of people we look up to or admire did not play. Uh, the, the most egregious example she came up with was Howard Cosell. All right. You, you got me there. A little bit before our time, but sure. Okay. Yeah, you got me there. You know? But, uh, yeah, I just didn't think, you know, and then he, what did he, he wears a Rovi, Rosie the Riveter pin. That fixes oh, everything. So, and any, any feminist, any female news reporter who honestly felt, like, justified and pacified and like he gets it because he wore that pin you are so delusional that pin didn't mean a goddamn thing to him that pin should have just said on it whoops exactly that's what that pin should have said all right stop it's no different than if a hollywood heartthrob got accused of sexual assault and all of a sudden, he's you see him all over Access Hollywood and TMZ donating time to women's causes. It's damage control. All right. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you have to play that game when you don't mean it, and people go, oh, okay, even though they know he doesn't mean it, shows you how fake this entire fucking society is. So I'm gonna go out, I'm gonna go out and say it. Anyone who goes, oh, well, he did that. And you think that's genuine? And you think all these apologies are genuine? And you think all this bullshit damage control that people do is genuine? You're fucking stupid. Wake the fuck up and smell the fucking maple nut crunch coffee. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Pull up your pants. <laughs> 18, you don't know shit about shit. Pull up your pants. Yeah. <laughs> But no, I, I'm dead fucking serious, man. That is such a pandering bullshit. And if, and if I was a woman and I was offended by it, by what he said, I would be even more offended by that fucking bullshit gesture. Serious. And here's, here's, here's the thing. Whether, you, whether people want to admit it or not, here is the facts of the situation. If you offend a certain group these days, you have to, you have to go through a manufactured act of contrition, period. But I'm not one of the, I'm not in any of those groups. Maybe fat shaming, I guess. Maybe that's the one group I can like somehow, if I really wanted to, hitch my wagon to. But I don't. I'm fat because working out's hard and life ain't that important. Living ain't that important to me, period. I don't know. Maybe it will be in five years. Maybe it'll be too late. My foot will fall off when I eat a piece of cake. I don't fucking know. I don't care right now. And food is delicious. Exactly, goddamn right it is. But seriously, like, so no one apologizes to me, and I've managed to get over it. But at the same time, when someone gives me a bullshit apology, I'm the first one to go, that's a bullshit apology. You can take that apology, grab my ha- hammer, and pound it straight up your ass. The fuck out of my face. Don't give me that bullshit. Uh, and then, you know, he went on to spank the lions, and nobody really seemed to care after that. Well, but I think, I think uh, Mike Pence saved him. <laughs> well, I mean, Mike Pence changed the conversation real quick. I got to tell you, Cam Newton had to be, and his 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 people, his handlers, his entourage, his family, his friends had to be like, oh, thank God, whoo, thank God for this bullshit that, that Colin Kaepernick started a year and a half ago. Yeah, well, okay. that got us off the hot seat. Yeah. Oh, we're back to the anthem now. Thank God. I mean, because that shit went the way of the dodo, quick, fast, and in a hurry. It's just gone. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there you go. There you go. Here's 
How important can these things be to us if they're, they come and go that quick? And do you care because you actually care? Or do you care because you stare at a fucking television or listen to a radio or listen to a podcast who tells you to care about it constantly until the next news story pops up? And then it's care about that one. Christ, we're not even a month away from the Vegas shootings, and already that's starting to fade into the background. Dude, we're a week and a half. Yeah. But, uh... Be honest, the, the last... The, I think the last big show about the Vegas shootings that, that, that we're going to see, unless there's like a benefit concert coming up that I don't know about, was the Golden Knights opening first game in Vegas. When they took all the advertisements off the boards, put Vegas Strong on the boards, and they... Projected the 58, 59, whenever people died, their name's on the ice before the game. That's it. That's it. That's that's the end of it right there. This ain't 9-11. They're not going to... U2's not coming out at halftime at the next Super Bowl with the names of the 50-whatever of the people that were killed in Vegas. Playing, you know, being projected on a, on, a, on, on a big flowing sheet like they did with everybody that died in 9-11 at first Super Bowl after that. It won't be a Tom Petty hologram playing. I won't back down. No. All right? That's what he's no. getting at. So there you go, folks. Because here's the bitch of it. The only reason we're talking about Jamel Hill anymore is if Jamel Hill gets herself fired, comes back to ESPN, and does a complete 180 and goes, I'm sorry. I've learned my lesson. I shouldn't mix politics in my, my career. Six o'clock, welcome to Sports Center. Here's what happened in women's college basketball. <laughs> right? Exactly. But it's but it's November. Doesn't matter. It's January. The NFL playoffs are happening. Nope. You get women's college basketball. Right. Hey, can we talk about football now? Like real football? Yeah, let's do it. Like the games that happened this weekend? Can we start with one that happened in Ann Arbor, Michigan? Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, listen. Got to enjoy it now. Because after that god-awful second half, Parent, neither team has an offense. Wait, it may not be many more wins in MSU's future. Or Michigan's. How about that game, huh? I've. It's been a while since I watched a rivalry game between these two where I thought neither fucking team deserves to win. Like, it's just period. They. This needs to be the sixth tie in this <laughs> fucking, in this series. Because that was an abortion walking around disguised as a football. And let me tell you something. MSU did not win that game, and U of M did not lose that game. That was who can bumble fuck their way to the fucking, until the clock says 0-0 zero, zero, and, and somehow win the game. I, five fucking turnovers on Michigan's part. That score should have been way higher than it was as oh, far yeah. as as far as state with five turnovers. All right. That should, that should have been like a four-score game. This many turnovers happened. I uh, I didn't get to watch the game. I had to listen to it on the radio cuz I was at work. And where I where I'm at in Michigan, I get the U of M broadcasting. And as homerific as they can be, and they and they can't. They can they can be very homerish. They still couldn't fucking come up with enough excuses why Michigan lost this game. <coughs> I mean, fuck the weather. Both teams had to play in it. I don't want to hear about it. And this is how I feel right. This is how I feel right now as a Michigan fan. 
fuck the weather. I don't want to hear about it. Fuck O'Corn. You know, John O'Corn being your, your starting quarterback. I don't care. How many guys did did, did, did State throw off their team in the offseason? Yeah, I know, right? I don't want to hear about it. Injuries, as part of football. It's a game of attrition. It's whoever makes the adjustments best to the players they lose, right? I don't want to hear about... Uh, 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 they were under the lights for the first time at the big house, and that somehow threw them off. Fuck that. There's no excuse. I, I, show me a football fucking crowd that's been tailgating since fucking 10 in the morning who's less rowdy for a night game than they are for a 1 o'clock game. It, it doesn't make any sense. That crowd should have been rocking and rolling from the get-go. That was probably hammered. I don't give a fuck. That means they should have fucking been... That much more loud it means that they should have been the twelfth man. They weren't. So I mean, you, 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 home field advantage. That's home field advantage in college football, especially in a stadium that holds over a hundred thousand people. I mean, that's what the, there was a stat. I don't know how legit it still is. It's from. I mean, it might be decades ago. But they, you know, they used to say the population of Ann Arbor tripled when when U of M played at home. It's how many people that fucking stadium holds. I mean, that is fucking insanity. And you can't get a home field advantage on that? And I mean, just, this is this is what kills me. Harbaugh, I don't know how anybody's still walking around fucking defending him, but I, I listened to a lot of sports talk radio that did, and I don't get it. He has the same fucking record as Brady Hoke at this point in Brady Hoke's career at Michigan. The same record. Hokemania. Really? Mr. I don't... Mr. I don't... against MSU and o OSU? Mr. I don't use a headset. They, they, it, Jesus in khakis is doing just as well as a head coach who doesn't have a fucking headset on, who can't call plays. Get the fuck out of me. I just, it's time to accept, as a, as a Michigan fan, I'm speaking to my fellow Michigan fans, it's time to accept that we are not the fucking team that we grew up with. This is not going to be the team we grew up with anytime soon, all right? Michigan had an identity. And for a lot of years, a lot of decades, college football lent itself to, to a team who had that type of identity winning. That's changed. The game has changed. And Michigan can't keep up with it. We just got out of a 10-year fucking period where Michigan couldn't decide if it wanted to go to the spread offense, go back to a pro style, three yards in a cloud of dust, which ain't going to win you shit these days. Might win you some Big Ten championships every once in a while. But you're not fucking competing for a national championship. I mean, you're 20 years removed from your last national championship. You have a coach in East Lansing who's considered, who in that time period since your last national championship is considered one of the greatest college football coaches in history. And what do you counter with? Jim fucking Harbaugh, Brady Hoke, and I'm talking since Lloyd Carr retired, and Rich fucking Rodriguez. Good old Rich Rod. That's your answer. Should I play some Josh Brolin? You lift me up. Yeah, whatever. To, that, yeah, that, that's how hard up at the end of Rich Rod's fucking tenure as head coach of Michigan football he was to try to get not just his team but boosters and fans on his side. That tone-deaf motherfucker got up at a goddamn fucking booster-ass fucking lunch and dinner or whatever it was and played that fucking song. Like, that was going to inspire people. That made us a laughing stock. Every Sparty I fucking know had a field day with that nonsense. Like, what's his name? Josh Groban or whatever the fuck his name is? Yes. Get the fuck out of here. Didn't that, even Josh Groban talk shit about him? If he didn't, he should have. And, I mean, look, 
And and, and this is an MSU team that's what three and nine last season. Oh yeah. Had had to throw players out left and right in the off season. All right. The one thing I will say is I, I think Notre Dame's better than we gave them credit for. Yeah. So their loss. It looks like Notre Dame's going to be something. You know, like I said, I, I said this at the beginning of the college football season when they lost to Notre Dame. I'm like, you got to remember, that's a Notre Dame team that lost by one point to an SEC team. And you and you and you and Earl kind of shined me on. We're like, yeah, 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 but, 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 but. And I'm like, eh, it's an SEC team, man. I don't give a fuck where they're at. That's just the best. That's the best college football players money can buy. Notre Dame can't fuck with that, man. They just don't have that pedigree. No. And and guys, take a good look at Notre Dame not having the pedigree, not having the mystique, because Michigan don't have it no more either. I mean, don't get me wrong. I got plenty of shit to talk about fucking MSU. And they're fucking, you know, Safeway Spartans and all that bullshit. Y'all motherfuckers act like the the only t- the only history you remember about this rivalry is the last ten years. Ain't got Thanks. shit to say before that. Leave me out of this. Well, I'm. Am I lying? I, no, I told you I hate that crap. I, I I hate when people. What you said, the people that bring up we're eating two since we got called little brother. So what? So what? Big fucking deal. You want to stop being treated like little brother? Stop acting like little brother. Exactly. Take take the countdown clock to the game to, to the MSU U of M game out of your fucking locker room, out of your training facility. All right. Act like you fucking you know all the crying I've heard this last week is so is <coughs> excuse me. Are Michigan fans going to admit that the MSU is their main rival now? That's all you care about? You you get your your self-worth and your identity about your college football team based on what another team, if another team says you're their main rival? Folks, Sparty, you ain't ever going to be their main rival. It, you, just, you just ain't. You're not OSU. You're not Ohio State University. You're not Notre Dame. You've never been those two, all right? Just be happy you're in the rivalry talk, period. And... Be happy you stomped the shit out of U of M for the what eight of the last what what what's what's the Antonio's record was it eight and three uh, and it eight and two that's just the last ten years maybe it's nine and three I don't I don't I don't but period be happy with the fucking winning percentage you got stop looking for validation from Michigan fans well until Michigan fans admit we're the fucking main rival you're not because you don't have the fucking uh, you don't have the titles OSU has, so stop that nonsense. You don't have the pedigree OSU has. Stop that nonsense. You don't have the fucking, the the enter, the behind-the-scenes drama that Ohio State U of M has, okay? Bo come up under Woody. Bo left coaching under Woody to come coach Michigan. That's why they called those 10 years when they coached against each other the 10-year war. That got so heated the last year of Woody's fucking time on the sidelines, he punched a fucking player on the opposite team. D'Antonio ain't doing that ever anytime soon, all right? You, 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 you're comparing apples to oranges. You're talking about why didn't the Yankees kick a, t- kick a field goal? They're not even the same fucking sport right now. Which, by the way, update, Yankees won. Oh, there you go. So, so much for the Central Division. Had two teams in the playoffs and two teams to fuck out later. Yeah, and somewhere an advertising uh, agent, somewhere an ever, uh, 
ad sales guy's dick just got hard because oh yeah and an la new york world series is still on the table yeah anyway. yeah if, if they're in new york they're at scores doing fucking lines off the stripper's ass right now yes but no but, i it's it's stop it emma stop it msu just fucking knock it off all right you guys have an amazing coach. You had an amazing run under him, right? If you want your self-esteem boost, you beat the shit out of Uncle Urban twice when he was supposed to win national championships those years. Why aren't you jumping up and down and doing cartwheels over that? And yet you're fucking running around like you just did something by beating on Michigan yet again with D'Antonio as your head coach, which is what you most of the time do. Well, you stop worrying about Michigan being your main rival and go after Ohio State and say, fuck Michigan, you're just a fucking, all you are is a, is, a, is, a, is a speed bump on the way to OSU. That's who we want. Give us them. Have some fucking self-worth. Jesus. Saddest fan base in this state. And that's saying a lot because we got the Lions. Oh, the Lions. Let's talk about the Lions. Oh. By the way, I'm just going to say this right now. I'm calling it. I, I said it at the beginning of the season. I said it before picks. I made a pick with my heart, and I said that fucking Michigan would win, even though I said, I, I, I think I should say that, that State's going to win. I'll tell you something. Penn State, Wisconsin, Ohio State, all losses. Next year, I give it 60-40 odds that, that Harbaugh's here for the entire season. I think he's starting to hear the call over the, the distant call over the, the hills and far away of the NFL or another college football program. Because he's obviously not the savior that they brought in. They thought they were bringing in literally Christ himself, the prodigal son. We can't get any better than this. Fuck Les Miles, we don't want him. You could dig up fucking Bo with his, the team, the team, the team speech, and we don't want him. This is who we want. This is all I heard from the U of M fan base. And the man, his numbers play out the exact same as Brady Hoke at Brady Hoke's Exact same number of games as head coach. So, might be time to do some soul searching, Wolverine fans, State fans. Calm down. I, uh, one thing I say that the last two weeks have shown me is that the the D'Antonio defense is back, but your offense is horrid. So, I'd even make a case that U of M's defense is on the cusp of an elite defense this year. I mean, last year, and I'd say that they're pretty strong at the front of the middle of the pack this year. But this is they didn't bring Harbaugh in for defense. Harbaugh is not a defensive fucking mastermind. They brought him in because he's the quarterback wizard. And what the fuck has he done since he's been here? Nothing. MSU, you had five turnovers. You converted none of them. Let's think about that. That's, that a, do national championship teams do that? No. No. Good luck you're, against Wisconsin and OSU. You're going, you're going to tell me that if that was Alabama, that opportunistic defense wouldn't have fucking put points Fuck. on the board every time that was a turnover? That would have been a 60-something. That would have been a 60-point game. 60-something to whatever the hell Michigan scored. It, it, it looked like Michigan versus Rutgers last year. <laughs> yeah. That's what it would have looked like. I mean, that's – but, hey, look. you were, I, mean, I mean, not you and State fans, you're coming off a 3-9 and nine season, right? You should not have won that game. On paper, you should not have won that game, period. And you did. So, hey, fuck a 500 season. It's time to start thinking 8 and 4, 9 and 3. No. All right. I'm looking at a 500 season, and of the two teams here in Michigan, 
that matter at least, I'm I'm looking at Ann Arbor going, well, you going to do something to prove me wrong? Because so far, just beating up on the fucking two-year-olds on the block don't impress me when you're the you know 17-year-old bully. Why don't you take on someone in fucking high school and see if you can whoop their ass? Because you just had a junior high kid hand you his, your ass. Yeah, I heard a statistic in the last few days. Or not a statistic, a... Uh, it only takes you six wins to to get to a bowl game. You can play sub-500 no, ball you, you got to play 500 ball. Six wins, yeah. You didn't know that? Uh, no. Yeah, but do you, you understand that, like, 90% of bowl games are like, you know, the jerk-off 2000 bowl in the middle of fucking nowhere that no one gives a shit about. Bowl games are just to make the colleges money. The real bowl games you ain't getting into with a, with a fucking 500 record. They seem to have a little bit more prestige when we were kids than they do now. Uh, it's, I think, because there wasn't... As much of the corporate name and sponsorship, maybe? It seemed like if you went to the Orange Bowl, you went to the Orange Bowl. That you went to the Cotton Bowl, you went to the Cotton Bowl. You didn't go to the Tostitos Cotton Bowl. The, you know, whatever the fuck, you know, GoDaddy.com Bowl. You didn't go to that shit. And that was... Little Caesar's Pizza Bowl? That thing's over, I think. Well, I mean, yeah. I, I, I didn't, I didn't want to, I didn't want to go there because it's a little, it hits a little too close to home for us here in Detroit. But yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, if you're, if you're Western, if you're Central, yeah, I mean, they, they were, they, it was a Mac Bowl. You know, hey, good on you. But if you're in a Power Five conference and you're in a Little Caesar's Bowl, you did something wrong in your season. <laughs> yeah, big time. You pissed somebody off in the BCS. Well, anyways, I. It just, I just want to, just to wrap it up, state, you got to play better if you want to fucking hang with the big boys. Because the rest of the teams who are favored to win in this conference that you got to play this season, they're not going to give you the chances that, that U of M did. So you better fucking, you better take advantage of any fucking, anything that comes your way, be opportunistic as fuck. You get a turnover, you got to put points on the board. I don't care if it's a fucking field goal or a touchdown you've got to put something on the board or else your season when we're sitting here at the end of october we're going to be talking about some sad sad michigan college football just i mean just it's going to be like hey do you think state and michigan could play each other in the, <laughs> in the, in the nobody gives a fuck bowl yeah in the papa romano's bowl <laughs> hey state got some love 21 in the poll yeah, and by the During way, top twenty-five. By the way, any 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 Michigan fan who thinks that Michigan shouldn't have fell ten spots, you're fucking delusional and retarded. And I'm calling it right you now. Didn't, you didn't watch the game if you don't think they should. If you don't think they should have fell ten spots, I listened to the game on the radio and I think they should have fell farther than that. But that's just me. But I'm calling it right now. Uh, I'm going to put Michigan twenty and in, in, in lower, and I'll put Michigan State somewhere in in, in the mid teens. By the time the season's over. That's that's how I think oh. it's going to play out. There you go. Hot take. No, I mean, that's... Can't argue with you there. I mean, based, based on what I saw on Saturday. Good God. I mean, do you honestly think you looked like number seven on Saturday, Michigan? Do you? Number 77. Out of 120 teams, yeah. Number 70. <laughs> Like this show. While we're talking about losing Michigan teams, let's just move right into the pros. Let's talk, let's talk about them Detroit Lions. Huh? Huh? All right. That's all I got to say. 
Iceman ain't here, so we don't have to have a two-hour conversation about the Lions. Say your piece, because, I mean, I, I... They are who I thought they were. The end. Are they beating? Are they beating any teams over five hundred? So far, you can count Minnesota, but other than that, no. Arizona, so, under five hundred. Fucking, uh, whoever the hell else we beat? Oh, oh, Minnesota, they're over five hundred now. But who did we lose to? We lost to the fucking Falcons, and we lost to the Panthers. We lost to teams that were playing over 500 ball. That's what we did. No, I mean, you didn't lose to the Panthers. Yeah, we did. They just kicked our ass on Sunday. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad, my bad, my bad. Made people forget all about what Cam Newton said. Because he's too busy scoring fucking touchdowns. For whatever reason, you said Panthers. I heard Packers. I said Panthers. Ah. And I'm like, wait a minute. We haven't played the Packers yet. And, but it came out Panthers. Yeah, um, I mean, if Ice Man was here, he'd give you 10 million reasons why we're wrong. And this is, really, women, that, this is... And that they really beat the Falcons. This is their second loss. They got to go winless the rest oh, of the season. Yep, there you go. That's hit, true. Because the Iceman, who apparently has people on social media going to casinos and betting his picks. Hope they didn't go this week. We'll get to that later. But, I mean, you know... It, 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 if he's that much of a, of a Nostradamus here, then they're going to go fucking, they're going to win out the rest of the season and run on the table. Uh, yeah, no, they're not. You, you, have to, you have to play Green Bay twice before the end of the season. All right, well, let's just get the fucking, let's just, let's just get this bitchy baby to bed and, 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 and get this out there. Here's the bottom line. Knowing the rest of their schedule, knowing where they stand now, knowing that Nada's out for the rest of the season, knowing that that secondary suspect is Slay, obviously you get some big receivers on him. He has a hard damn time covering him. Will disappear in a heartbeat on your ass. Do you think they're a playoff team? No. Not by what I've seen when they played the Panthers and when they played the uh... – Falcons, no, because those are the types of teams you're going to have to face in the playoffs. If you back into the playoffs like you did last year, I mean, you're, you're, you're headed for a first-round exit again because that's the caliber of team you got to beat. And, and that's really it. I mean, and, and I got the same list of issues as you, plus two. We have, what did I hear two weeks ago? We haven't rushed for over 100 yards since, I, what did they say, like 2013, 2014? Reggie Bush. Was the last Lions running back to post a game with over 100 yards? You can't win a game on a one-dimensional offense. You can't win playoff games. You can't win a championship with a one-dimensional offense. Yeah, you got Riddick. You got Abdullah. At best, they're what? Decent? Adequate? Satisfactory? There's, there's no run game. The defense has shown when they play a real team that they don't look as great as, you know, when they, you know, played the shit show that is the Giants this year. You know, like, it's, I'm just, I don't know. I ask you guys all the time when we, when we look over the, you know, the, the teams and talk about the other games. Are you buying it? I'm not, not buying the Lions. And Sunday just proved it. Just keep trusting my gut. That, 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 that is not a playoff caliber team that played on Sunday. See, I thought they were going to win Sunday, to be honest with you. 
but my reason was had nothing to do with them. And I think they got lost in the in the shuffle of the pick. Because Iceman just like, you know, Rich picked with me. Well, yeah, but you didn't. All you heard was that I picked the Lions. You didn't listen to the reason. I thought it was going to be Cam Newton, and this is and this is before he even stuck his foot in his mouth. Because I don't think Cam Newton knows how to lose nor how to win. But this was one of those games that no one expected. Really, I mean, well, not no one, but I, I'm going to say there was a lot more people in the Lions band. The Lions were ranked number two by the NFL going into this game. Okay, people were thinking they were going to win this game. Period. So he was able to. So Cam Newton and the Panthers were able to come in and shock some people. Now we'll see how he reacts to it. Because from what I've seen, Cam Newton's a poor loser and a poor winner, and that's not what you want. No, that's not what you want leading your team. Period. I mean, they they you know they did kind of show up and go, hey, remember how we were in the Super Bowl two years ago? I mean, it's I mean, that was that I that's first time I've seen the Panthers look like that since that season. Well, and they're without Greg Olson. They don't have Greg Olson right now. Oh yeah, third leg Greg. Yeah, he's out. And I mean, it's that's what he's top five tight ends in the league. Period. Oh, for sure. We talk about tight ends. It, 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 the conversation is Gronk, Olsen, and it's about it. Okay, but let's pivot real quick. Do you really fucking think that Gronk is in the conversation of top five anymore with the last two seasons? I think injuries. No. I think injuries have caught up with him. I think. I think he's got maybe one more season before the Patriots cut bait with him. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. He's got a durability issue. Guy loves to get hurt. And the Patriots are not a, an organization known for remember when. And that's the reason they're going to keep a player. They will fucking send a player packing that they think can't do him any good. And they're and, and especially if they go, well, there's no more upside. In fact, you've already crested the hill and are sliding back down it. You gots to go. I mean, there's a very good chance we could be sitting here next year at this time and Gronk is not on the Patriots. I you yeah. can't stay healthy. You don't play for Belichick, period. Yeah. You you called it with AP. I mean, who's, I, who, who's Cardinal now? Yeah, that dude is that the most bullshit hail mary fucking pass from a? I mean, in mid season, dude, they a, have they they're fucked. Johnson fucked them. That he was their offense because uh, I mean, let's face it, Larry Fitz is getting old. Carson Palmer's old, even though he's younger than us. Uh, I mean, and then who do you, what, you got John Brown, who ain't that healthy on that team. I mean, he's the guy who's had a durability issue. Yeah, but, dude, you're going to you're gonna fucking Adrian Peterson's old ass. That motherfucker runs so slow, birds can shit on his shoulder while he's fucking running a route. They got Andre Ellington. They, got, they had to bring Chris Johnson out of mothballs. And then they got some dude... Who I can't even remember his goddamn name. I mean, they they they, <clears throat> they they have a dire backfield situation right now. That's what I'm saying. I mean, but you're not. That's not the savior. That savior. It's a band aid, man. That's how I look at it. That's a hail mary to make the fans go. Well, at least you're trying something. Yeah, that's a band aid. That's fuck. We got a problem. He ain't doing nothing. Saints don't want him. Hey, why don't you come over here? You get more reps here. I mean, it's just yeah. Well, I mean, dude, and also I think that anybody with half a brain, what was it? Was it preseason or was it the first first week when they saw Peterson yelling at uh, Sean Payton? Knew that yes. that that wasn't gonna last. Mm-hmm. That he was, it was like, no, 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 bro, you're not in Minnesota no more. You're not the star attraction. You can take your black ass and kick rocks on down the road. 
you ain't fucking with Daddy Peyton in fucking New Orleans. Sorry. Nolans ain't playing that shit with UAP. They've got a Super Bowl. You ain't got shit. Except for a suspension and a switch. That's all you have. Ooh, snap. Oh, he does hold a, he does hold a rushing record, doesn't he? Yeah, what the, okay, what the fuck good does that do? That gets you a bust in, in right next to OJ and... Barry. <laughs> uh, Barry, uh, yeah, exactly. Two more players who didn't do shit as far as win championships. Congratulations. If I ever go to Canton, Ohio, I'll go, Honey, now this right here, these are these are players who were really good on shitty teams. That's what They never won shit. Well, then why are they here? I don't know. You explain it to me. Now let's move on. See this whole wing? This is dedicated to the 2001 to 2017 New England Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, I mean, come on, man. That was, uh, dude. That was just such. I was like, are you? I'm like, are you fucking serious? And they gave up what? 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 A third round pick? Yeah. I mean, to me, just you know, this guy with David Johnson on, I think, two or three teams. It made sense. I mean, it, I didn't. Do I think it's gonna save their season? No, but the move made sense to me. That they desperately need a running back. He ain't doing nothing. It's better than nothing, because right now they got nothing in their backfield. They got a guy who'll be back next year. Well, now they got a name that's going to do nothing. So, But, uh, yeah, so Lions, who are they playing this? New Orleans? Eh, yeah. We'll save it for the picks. Yeah, and let's see what other games should we talk about here. I mean, uh, how, how about that Green Bay-Dallas game, huh? You know, I saw a picture that had one side was Jerry Jones and one side was Aaron Rodgers. And it said, in this picture, we see the owner of the Dallas Cowboys and some old white dude in a suit. <laughs> and that's pretty much that's pretty much how I feel. I mean, dude, that anybody shocked? Anybody shocked? I mean, that that, that was the outcome of that game? No, not. I mean, it's. There, there's something missing with the Cowboys this year. They don't look like they did last year. A lot of people say it's the offensive line, but I, it, there's, there's, is it the sophomore slump for Dak and Zeke? What is it? I don't fucking know, man. I do not know. I, I, maybe it's the fact that they went from the Romo years being a 500 team to they won, and once the Romo, once the Romo bullshit was put to bed, they thought they had the future, and you know, Dak and, and Zeke are just like. Ugh. Too much on our shoulders, man. Can't handle it, dude. Some some guys they 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 shine when they're not supposed to. When the spotlight isn't on them, but the minute you put the spotlight on them, they will. Maybe I mean too, and I mean I, I know there was talk a few years ago about Des Bryant being as great as Calvin Johnson. I mean that talk's all done, right? Man, look, Des Bryant, uh, yeah. If he was ever as great as Calvin Johnson, it's in his past. Yeah. Those, those days are over with. All right. Des Bryant is, you know, I, I, I remember <laughs> near the end of the season last year, I, I remember hearing it was the, uh, the black triplets. You know, I would, I would hear that on social media, you know, you know, being, you know, Dak, Zeke, and Des. And I'm like, I think it's way too early to be fucking making that proclamation, but you go ahead. I'm not, you know, I'm not a Cowboys fan. 
I think we can put that baby to bed right there. Well, yeah, too. And when it comes to black triplets, Michael Irvin's got a lot more rings than you do there, Des. Well, I mean, I, I didn't even care about it. I understand that they, they only put black in front of it to distinguish it from the the old triplets. I mean, that's, 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 like, to me, it, and that didn't matter that they gave it a racial designation there. It was just a way of, so if they just said new triplets, it meant the same thing to me. And I'd have been like, ah, I don't know about that. New triplets? It's a little early to be saying that. What, what have you won? What have you won? This is, this is, this is, this is where I agree with you mostly when you and fucking Ice get into it. Records are nice. You know, having, being the record holder, the Hall of Fame, all that shit, that's nice. But really, at the end of the day, I, all these guys, ask any fucking player, watch any interview with any player who never won a championship, and they'd say they traded all for one championship. Yep. See that, what was it, that football life with Dan Marino? It's pretty much what he said. Yeah, and and Marino, like, he, fell, he fell into the trap of thinking, I got here my first year, I'll be here, I got plenty of chances to get back. No, dude, that's not how this sport works. That's not how this works. This might be your only shot, and it was, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, I, I, <laughs> in retrospect, hindsight being what it is, it's hilarious I had this conversation with a fucking fellow Buccaneers fan, but I think it was 2006, watching the Buccaneers in the playoffs, and they lost, and he looked, and, and I started talking with another Buccaneers fan, he goes, <clears throat> excuse me, he goes, Eh, Sims is young. He's got plenty of chances to go back. And I was like, you really fucking think it's going to happen like that? That that's the future of the franchise as a franchise quarterback? Get the fuck out of here, man. On top of that, this is the end of that defense. This is the end of that team that that made that Super Bowl run and won that Super Bowl. Sap, gone. Lynch, gone. They were holding on to the tattered remnants of that fucking team. The next year, they made the playoffs, and the Giants bounced their asses out in a heartbeat. Then went on to win the fucking Super Bowl themselves that year. And the Buccaneers ain't been back since. This is football, baby. Not for long. Don't fucking take the shit as, oh, we got here this year. We're going to get here next year. Nope. Ask the Browns about next year. It's been perennially next year for them. Ask, ask the Detroit Lions about next year. I, I don't feel the need to, like, you know, dig at wounds when, when he ain't here. Just, <laughs> just when he is, but you know. So I mean, then uh, let's see what else. What other games? Uh, it's I clicked off my tab here. Oh, the Pats taking down your Bucks. Sorry, man. I mean that went down like it should. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, look. I talked all this shit not more than two minutes ago. But the only solace I take out of that loss, and the only solace I'm, it's looking like I'm going to take out of this season, is they're a young team. And maybe, maybe that means something. But at the same time, I don't know. The, the pieces aren't coming together like they were supposed to. And the Pats are the Pats, man. And I mean, fucking, what? Brady was hurt for what? Last quarter of that game? You buying into Muscle Hamster? He's back. No. Scored I, a touchdown. Well, that's nice. <laughs> I mean, you know, good for him, but yeah, no, no, I, dude, when we started this show, it was between the 2015, 2016 season and I defended muscle hamster and damn near instantly regretted it. The minute the next football season started and dude, it's just like Adrian Peterson. It's just like any other running back. Once you start showing cracks in the armor, it's over with. It's 
rare air, rarefied guys that can fucking show those cracks in the armor and then come back from it and still do what they were doing. He ain't one of them. He just ain't, you know. And be honest with you, <sighs> give me one more season, and I'm starting, and I'm gonna be hoping that Jameis is like a uh, a Stafford. He's a, he's a player who finds himself late in his career. I mean, it's been what Stafford was drafted in '09. Yeah, he's been with us eight years already. Exactly. This is this is this is Jameis's you know third season. I mean, eight seasons in, I believe. If I'm not mistaken, even Peyton won his first Super Bowl. Let's, Let's see, he, he was, was drafted in 199. When did they win? 07? Oh, I thought he... 08? No, 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 no. They, they, uh, 2006 seasons when they won their Super Bowl. I thought he was drafted in 2008. Or no, it's not 2008. 1998. 1998 and 2000. Yeah, eight years. That would be correct. You know, here's the thing. Neither Stafford nor fucking famous Jameis is Peyton Manning. This is true. So, I mean, the longer their careers go on, I think probably the less likely it's going to be, especially once you get past the five, six-year mark, the less likely it's going to be they have a chance to do what Peyton Manning did. But yeah, I mean, Buccaneers, hey, I 8-8 I, eight eight team, 40-degree day. And y'all motherfuckers give me a lot, way too many 40-degree days lately. Since, what, 2007, the last time they were in the playoffs. And I, at this point... If for whatever reason they, they do eke out a playoff spot, I, I expect them to be just like the Lions, first-round fodder. Yeah, uh, let's see. What are they, what else? Wait, wait, hey, 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 hey. Don't skip over the Eagles because I've been singing their praises since week one. I think that's what next I was going to talk about. Seahawks, Rams. Okay, we can do Seahawks, Rams. You there? Yeah, we can do Seahawks, Rams. Oh, there we go. My, my mic cut out or something? Yeah. Oh, my bad. Well, you called that one. Earl and I, not so much. We start to see some cracks in the armors with the Rams or the Seahawks starting to come on because it's what they do. I don't think I don't think the straights are as dire for the Seahawks as, as Earl would like us to believe. Um, cause it's real strange. If I remember correctly, beginning of the season, he's like, Legion of Boom is back, baby. He did. And then, and then last week, he just shat all. And I'm like, what the fuck, dude? It, how the fuck are you going to sing their praises and then just shit all over? I don't get it, but whatever. I don't have his. I don't have his winning percentage in picks, so obviously I don't. You know, he knows something I don't. But um, he has another week like last week. He might. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, look, Russell Wilson is a better quarterback than a lot of people want to give him credit for. He's a small guy. He's mobile. He has won. He has lost, so he knows what it takes to win, and he knows the sting of losing. I mean, you don't think that he sits and goes. Why didn't we fucking run it? Yeah. Why? We got beast mode. It's a yard. Run it. I'm going to go put my penis in Sierra again to console me. I mean, I, I I think as long as you have Russell Wilson, as long as you have, the, I don't care if it's the remnants of the Legion of Boom, I think Seahawks got, they got a, they, they got a, they got a fighter's chance of, you know, the playoffs. It's not like they're in a fucking super duper healthy division either. I mean, wait. Are the 49ers going to sneak and come up on them this this season? I don't think so. The answer's no. Yeah, and then what? It's the Niners, the Rams, and then uh, who else? I always forget. Oh, the Cardinals. Exactly. exactly. So, I mean, dude, come on now. Soon the Rams and the Seahawks. The last time you heard that, the 80s. I know. Was Steve Largent playing? <laughs> yeah. Probably about the last time you heard the Ram- the division between the Rams and the Seahawks. Uh, next, Bills, Bengals, 
Eh, whatever. Yeah, it's another 40-degree day. Uh, but the Bills, good God, everybody's injured. It'd just be Tyrod Taylor out there. Quarterback sneaking every play. Uh, Jets, Browns, yeah, whatever. Same thing. I know. I think it's funny that you got the Patriots going. We're three and two, yeah. and 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 the Steelers going. We're three and two, and then Jets fans are like, "We're three and two. Yeah, <laughs> nobody expected that. <laughs> they are overachieving. Colts beat the Niners. Uh, yeah, fish. Oh, uh, we wow, we shit the bed on that one. How did we not get with their fucking defensive? What is it, defensive line coach? Blowing rails and, and and sending it to a fucking stripper that he's in love with. That's Miami, baby. That's that's straight up Miami. Let me tell you something. Have I mean, you... I heard that. I was like, that is Miami behavior. Why is he getting fired? And, <laughs> and as someone who lived in Florida, I'm going I'm to guarantee you, when he got that rock of coke and he cracked it open, that shit was, had that pinkish tint and looked like fish scales. That was good shit. That ain't that fucking garbage you get up here up north, or so I've heard. So I'm just saying, <laughs> you know. Allegedly. Yeah, yeah, just a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I mean, dude, that's, oof. Is it? Okay, if we needed one team to have a fucking reality show this year, would we not want it to be the fucking Dolphins at this point? Oh, just to see how Jay Cutler acts inside the locker room. Oh, definitely, dude. All the memes of him standing at the podium with a cigarette hanging out of his mouth with that I don't give a fuck half half masked eyelids of his dude i just want to see if he's literally sitting there just chain smoking and drinking at his fucking locker like leave me the fuck alone the reason i came back is that bitch don't have a reality show anymore fuck off her clothing line ain't doing so well i got kids man (laughs) i got kids and lawn furniture shit that shit costs money uh but they hey the chargers getting off the schneid and the giants oh the giants Oh, you know, it, it killed me. I had to pick up. I had to pick up a new quarterback in my fantasy football this week. And here's the bitch of it. I almost picked him up. I had, I, I had a claim in for him. I dropped it. <laughs> I have, I have Dak, and I have, and I had Big Ben. Average points as fucked up as the Giants' record is. Eli has more, has a better average points per game than fucking Big Ben. I was like, I gotta go with him. Eli's top ten quarterback in fantasy football. He's I number have, ten. I had, I was like I had to go with him. I'm not going to drop Dak. I mean, yeah. as much shit as we just talked. I mean, you know, I know that this is there's there's maybe seven people listening who give a fuck about this who are in our fantasy football league. But it was just like I can't drop my best quarterback and and keep Roethlisberger. Well, it's like Earl kept offering me crazy shit for Kareem Hunt. I kept telling him, he's not for sale. He's my best guy. No. You can't have him. Although, he, he did, did, uh, well, we'll get to this next game. Cardinals and the Eagles. Yeah, man, you were right, man. Don't sleep on the fucking Eagles this year, man. Told you. And, and hey, that seven, that was garbage time seven. Yeah. That was not. Wasn't that, that, was it this game or was it this week or last week where Larry Fitz caught the touchdown right the last second? Was that this game? Was that this week? Oh, dude, I, I, I was watching Red Zone at that point. So, I. I, I once, once the Lions game was the Lions game. <laughs> I was watching Red Zone and, or fl- excuse me, flipping back and forth between the two. So I can't, rem- I honestly can't remember if it was last minute. I know it was fourth quarter. Yeah, I know it was garbage time. It was done and over with. 
Mm-hmm. Eagles, the Eagles had just just whipped their dick out and was like, wham, there you go. Cause an earthquake and a power outage. What's up? And Iceman's going to save my season. He traded me. Carson Wentz. That cocksucker picked. If I didn't know, that's who I was trying to pick up as my Big Ben last week. And his losing ass was higher on me. You know what? I'm not. You know what? This is radio for or podcasting for nobody. We'll talk about it after. God damn it. That's who I was trying to pick up to back up Dak. That's all I'm going to say. I might be trade raping him, but he wants Amir Abdul. So I was like, hey. <laughs> you Carson Wentz, you can have Amir Abdullah. Everybody's, but he's got Stafford, so it gives him a tandem. But I got Goff and Rivers. Ugh. And I'm not. Uh, Derek Carr's coming back this week, but it, he's busted. But the uh, here's a big one from this week: the Jags housing the Steelers. All right, are we, need are we to talk buying about them this. now? We are we to... buying the Jags now? Are we no. buying that defense? We need to talk about this before we talk about whether we're buying the Jags or not. I know you watch enough fucking post-game interviews and highlights to have heard Big Ben say, I guess I just don't have it no more. Now, to me, there's only one discussion about that statement for Roethlisberger to say that. Was he being sarcastic, or do you think he was being serious? Oh, I think he was fucking around. I do, too. But I am shocked like knock me over with a fucking feather at the amount of fucking professional commentators who are like oh he's serious he meant that and i'm just thinking i don't know many jocks in high school whose ego will let them fucking say that let alone i've known a few college jocks that played for you know played at the college level i've never heard their ego let them fucking say that and mean it if they said it it was sarcasm so i i'm right there with you I, I now, here's the other question: Do you think it's over for Big Ben? He, yeah, I'm right there with you. He he don't look like the Big Ben that's won two Super Bowls. He don't look like that Big Ben. Let me ask you a question: Do you think that he came back just for this season, just to buy the Steelers time to get a fucking another quarterback? Yes and no. I think maybe he thought he had one more in him. I think maybe if they'd have made the playoffs last year and not just missed them, he he'd have maybe called the quits. I think maybe he's like, oh, I can't go out like that. I don't know. Well, I mean, all right. He's I got mean, two of arguably the best position players in the game on his team, and they're yeah. But there's some man. There's dissension in the ranks. Those those stories came out post game Sunday also about the locker room tension and uh, oh fuck, brain fart. His receiver that he criticized. A B. Thank you. Uh, basically, the locker room has now went from looking at him to looking at Ben. And anytime you're your locker room is split over your quarterback. That's never a good thing. And I mean, give Cap a call. See what he's doing. Yeah, Settle that, stand. That's going to unite him. <clears throat> it's going to get everybody on the same page. Oh, so so. Oh, did you hear we signed Kaepernick? Oh, so we're giving up on the season? Okay. Right. I mean, that's essentially. I mean, and and we'll 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 come back to the Jaguars defense because that is a, that is a good thing to bring up. But I mean, at this point of the season. Anyone who signs cap, isn't that what you, basically that team's saying? Oh, so we're giving up on the season? This is the only way we can get any attention? Cleveland, we're looking at you. Giants, huh? New York, it's a liberal town. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I had, that, I had that discussion with Iceman. I was like, how? look, if they really, if the Giants as an organization think that Eli really does have two, three more seasons in them, how long do they let this bullshit go on? 
before they sit him. Because every hit is a possible fucking career ender at this point. That offensive line is a flat-out flat out joke. I mean, it, it's Lion-esque. Yeah, it's mid-aughts Lion-esque, yeah, seriously. At this point, I'd be calling Joey Harrington saying, hey, you, you want to play for us? You're used to getting hit a whole lot. <laughs> what What's Kitna doing? Yeah. See, Dan Orlovsky retired today? No, I didn't see I didn't. <laughs> Who did he sign with so he could retire as? Uh, I didn't check. Yeah. Probably the Lions. But what anyways, uh, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. That's it. That would, wouldn't surprise me for the Lions. Gotcha. Yeah, anyways, uh, Jaguars, are, are they for real? Um, I, I hate to do this because we give them so much shit, but, I mean, you know, when it comes down to crunch time, all bullshit, ball busting the side, Earl does have a knack for picking winners, but, dude, last year he couldn't sing enough about they're just this far away. They're just this far away. The Jaguars are just this far away. And then now he's shitting all over them this season. But yet this season is the season that I expected them to have last year according to what he said. I mean, to do what they did to the Steelers? Yeah. If you if you go back and listen to the episodes, they, according to him, that's what they should have done last year. So, I mean, I don't know, man. I I, I don't I don't I don't know what's going on. I mean, on top of that, there's always the rumors that, you know, hey, that's the first NFL team, not NFL Europe team, but the NFL team to be sent to Europe. And you know, I who the fuck knows, man? Football's so weird to me because rumors of trades, of the franchise moving, seems to affect players in the NFL completely differently than it does any other sport. And there's no momentum carryover. No, no, excuse me, no guaranteed momentum carryover from season to season in the NFL as much as other sports. Yeah, I mean, there's, what did you say earlier, the no, no future, future league? league? Not for long. Yeah, it's... Oh man, the, uh, I just—it's it, the Jaguars. I know that's just the thing that keeps in the back of my head. Hey man, I mean, trust me, I picked up their defense in another league last week, and they were good to me. But still, like, man, it's the Jaguars. What you know? We're coming up on week six, so we'll know. We'll know soon enough if there's going to be a back half collapse. Uh, next, the Ravens beat the Raiders. All right. This is something I want to talk about. Do we need to revoke Beast Mode's nickname? <laughs> Call him Yeast Mode? I, I I mean, dude, seriously. Car, done. I, even though I'm hearing that he, he says he's going to play next week. And I'm like, wait a minute. Aren't, don't you have a broke back? He had a fracture. And a, yeah, but apparently it was some kind of similar to an injury that Romo had where he came back after a few weeks. I don't oh. Know, it, he ain't so, going to be the same, though. So Carr's going to go from the, the wonder he was last year to a 500 quarterback for the rest of his career until he retires and starts being uh, Nostradamus in the, in, the, in the booth, calling plays before they even happen. But, uh, too, the other part is Amari Cooper has been fucking just a non-factor in the Raiders. Even when Carr was healthy, he's been dropped. And the ones that have been thrown to him is dropped. Well, dude, uh, fucking how many, how many players have been a non I mean, Julio Jones is a non-factor. Yeah. Where the fuck is he gone? You know? I mean, I'm waiting for Simon and Garfunkel to rewrite fucking Mrs. Robinson. Be like, Julio Jones, where are you gone? You know? I, I Seriously, the Raiders have to be like, oh, fuck, this is not how we want to go out here in Oakland. And I mean, yeah. Beast Mode had a, a burst of Beast Mode 
in the first or second week where there was literally like five, six fucking defenders on him, and he just refused to go down, kept fucking just moving his legs and moved all them guys. But that's it. That's Since then, it's been like, unless I've missed it, Where's the where's the definitive plays? Where's the where's the holy shit? We got to cut to this and show this highlight play from him. Yeah, I mean, I mean it, it, it 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 hasn't been the addition I thought I personally thought it was going to be for everybody, quite honestly. Dude, we're a third way through the season. Bummer. I don't don't get depressed yet. Don't worry. Sit under a natural light. Get your vitamin D, fucking, <laughs> you know, and all that shit. But no, I mean, it's it's seriously. This is you know, what is this old Sparky Anderson thing? Give me forty games, and I'll tell you what I'm going to do with this team the rest of the year. Basically, give me a quarter of the season. Well, we're at a third of the season in the NFL, and it's like, if this is what I can expect from him, at best he's a okay. Put him in there for a short, you know, short gain because he still has legs that can grind it out. But I mean, he's not going to break and fucking carry two defenders and then shake them off and then jump in the end zone. Those days are gone, man. Yeah, I mean, and running he, running backs. That's once they go, they go, man. Even Mikey B, the biggest Raiders fan I know from the Weasel Podcast and World Championship Radio, America's Community on that. He's already in. Uh, it, Maybe next year mode. He he loves the Raiders, and from what he's seen already, he's like, yeah, he ain't going to be this year. I got to agree with him. Well, just because that, you were we were supposed to get this high-powered offense that we've just not gotten from the Raiders. Yeah, every game was supposed to be a shootout, and Beast Mode was going to run for, you know, 100 yards every game. Yeah, not so much. So, yeah. But uh, uh, one more game here, and then we'll get into the picks. Uh, the Chiefs. And the game, the game that, that turned, turned into a shootout, shootout uh, the first, first half, half not so much, but the Chiefs, I uh, believe they are still the only unbeaten team in the NFL. 5-0. Yeah. and oh. Yep. Sean Watson throws for another five, I'm sorry, Deshaun Watson throws for another five touchdowns. You know, now, if you're the, if you're the Browns, don't you got to be kicking yourself in the dick for not picking him? Taking the wrong Deshaun. I mean, serious. I mean, what, dude? And on top of that, what the fuck is with the with the quarterback carousel in Cleveland? I mean, dude, is that ever gonna stop in our lifetime, bro? No. We're we're into the high twenties. Yeah. Since, Since what? Two thousand. Yeah. That is. Yeah. You know, that's all I needed to say about the Browns. But yeah, uh, Chiefs Texans. Um, te- Texans. <laughs> what going out? Yeah. Okay. Maybe next year. It's the same thing I said about fucking the Giants. Yeah. Thanks for. Thanks for showing up. We'll see you next year. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Giants are even... I mean, as far as offense, what? Uh, Shepard? Yeah. Odell? Shepard, Beckham, um, uh, what's his nuts? Paul Perkins. And who did they uh, get? Who did they pick up? Uh, used to be with the Jets in uh, Chicago. For no, Another wide receiver. Or am I thinking of... It's, it's late, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we, let's, let's Google New York Giants. We, we tried to push back this show so we would have the Iceman. And it didn't work quite as well as we thought. Brandon Marshall. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's fucking injured. That's right. That's their one, two, three receivers. Boom, right there. They're talking about Ben McAdoo's losing the locker room. I mean, their biggest offensive weapon right now is Eli Manning, a 34-year-old quarterback. But, I mean, what I'm saying is, like, there's just certain guys that go down, and you're just like, Fuck. That's it. I mean, we might make the playoff. I mean, obviously, we're not talking about the Giants. 
you know, but I mean, you know, you might lo- you lose that guy and you go, yeah, man, uh, we might make the playoffs, but this ain't our year. We're not winning it. We're not going deep in the playoffs. Either. And I mean, it's not like the Texans were looking like world beaters this season anyways. But now at this point, I mean, it's got to be like, shit, uh, we'll show up for the rest of our games. Yeah. I'm just here so I don't get fined. Yeah. And then, I mean, Andy Reid, dude. Is Alex Smith for real? I Man, I don't know. I Dude, I'm not usually this guy, but I, I'm attributing to this to Andy Reid more than fucking Alex Smith. It's, usually I don't do that. I mean, and I'm not putting Andy Reid up there with Belichick at all, but he's got something, man. He's done this with multiple teams now. It's true. With quarterbacks that didn't do shit when he wasn't there. Well, I mean, Alex Smith, what? He was uh, under Harbaugh at Stanford, wasn't he? I believe so. I mean, so right there, you got two quarterback gurus who are head coaches, and that's when he did the most. But what did he do when he wasn't playing for those two? Nothing. I think he went right from Harbaugh to Reed. But yeah, yeah before. before. Yeah, it's... Was he? Did he? Or am I thinking... Yeah, because Alex Smith was uh, Alex Smith got the Niners almost to the Super Bowl, and then Kaepernick got them to the Super Bowl. You're right. I'm thinking uh, Cousins. You like that? Uh, but the Chiefs, I mean, they look Patriot-esque, quite honestly, when you watch them play. You can't fuck with them on either side of the ball. I'm thinking the Chiefs, though, are going to be the team that posts the best record, gets in the playoffs. And then just gets housed. I don't know why I have that feeling. I just do. I, I, I until until you prove to me otherwise that the AFC goes through fucking New England. Period. Mm-hmm. And I think Belichick. If, if we're if we're talking of a meeting of minds between Belichick and Reed, give me Belichick every day and twice on Sunday. Yes, I'll give you that all fucking day. I mean, Rex Ryan is the guy who seems like his entire career was based around trying to fucking out-Belichick Belichick. And he still, I don't even think, posted a 500 record. And that was his, that was his fucking like, job at one point. Am I the only one that's finding TV personality Rex Ryan hilarious? It seems like he's leaning into the awkwardness. Especially, too, if you've seen the commercials that they're doing uh, the between two Rexes. Basically, it's like him... Doing a between two ferns. I ha- I have not seen that. I need to I need to YouTube that. He seems like he's coming off like the, like they're trying to image him as the the Gary Busey of the broadcast booth. Seems like the angle they're going for. Well, I mean, dude, look, he was a persona before Hard Knocks in 2010. Dude, he's one of the he's the main reason. You know how when you're a Detroit fan, you have to adopt another team because we fucking suck. <laughs> He's one of the main reasons why I, uh, in the 20s, I adopted the Jets. I liked his style, man. I mean, so, and he's been, I mean, bro, dude, he, his hard knocks, his turn on hard knocks, the fact that he released or a video of him having a foot fetish for his wife. And that shit was a blip. You thought that shit was going to be around for a minute and cause him trouble? Nope. But I think Michael Vick, like, killed a bunch of dogs or something. Well, I mean, also, let's be honest here. In the the grand scheme of uh, sexual scandals of the last 10 years, someone having a foot fetish is, like... Well, well, too... Not that big of a deal. I mean, it's not like like he showed up in a fursuit and started fucking somebody. 
Well, also the other thing too is, oh, what this guy likes to fuck his wife. I mean, is it is that really controversial? <laughs> he loves his wife so much he wants to fucking foot fuck her. You know, oh, that's horrible. Yeah. Like, so yeah, my, I guess in the grand scheme of sex scandals, that ain't shit. Yeah, I mean, it's not like he got caught with a you know sending video of him fucking blowing rails, talking about what he wants to do to a fucking stripper. Yeah. But, yeah, no. Uh, I just want to see the ass of that stripper. For that guy to blow rails and send it to her. I, you know, man. it's a Miami stripper. I bet you it's a fine ass. You know, okay, look. I, let's just get this out the way. I'm going to get all stereotypical and racial, so open up a window if you can't handle it. Uh, dude, it's a black chick. She's a stripper, and it's in Miami. Bitch got to have booty for days. Seriously. Bitch got to. You set your drink on it? Yeah, bitch got to have an ass so fine you want to bite it, develop lockjaw, and be dragged to death. Believe me, I've seen Tampa strippers. I used to live not that far from Tampa. I've seen Tampa strippers. That's we're talking, we're talking high nines, low dimes. You go down to fucking Miami, shit. Ed, man, come on now. So, shit, uh, dude, it's got to be. It's got to be that way. It has to be that way, dude. It has to be. It's the fucking dude. My man was like. Oh, remember when we did this? I love you. Like, <laughs> She's pregnant with another man's kid, and he's like, we're still respectful of her not doing coke. <laughs> Why's she pregnant? <laughs> like, her ass has to be so fucking grandiose, he respects the fact that she's carried another man's child. Like, it's just fucked up, man. It's, it's, hey, you're pregnant, uh, so that means I can nut up in it, right? Oh, yeah. That means I just... Blasting for days, man. I'm just dumping loads like a fucking... <laughs> like waste management. Uh, uh, there you go. <laughs> All right, well, my alarm goes off in four and a half hours, so let's make the picks. All right, let's get this done with. Woo-hoo. All right, so Thursday night football. TNF. Finally, one worth fucking watching since week one. They've all been really shitty matchups since then. Uh, we have the Eagles and the Panthers. Oh, but first, let's 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 talk about the standings, shall we? Well, Iceman does stay in first, but barely. He only he went three and twelve last week. Ouch. Yeah, three and twelve. That means he could have thrown shit at a dartboard and gotten better picks. But uh, yeah, Iceman, he's 53-34 on the season at 6.09. Oh, but guess I got him within my sights, Rich. 51-36. I'm at 5.86. Uh, you, sir, are at 46-41, but you're still above 500. And if we're in Vegas, dude, people would pay you money for your picks. Just saying. You're over five. You're over five hundred. So are we going to respect his wishes and go you, me, him? Yeah. Why even not? though we, even though we know his picks because he had to give them to us. I technically won the week. I could pick, you know, as the backup. But yeah, no, we'll we'll do what he wants. We'll, we'll, we'll do his thing. Right. He is dethroned. Uh, but yeah, Panthers are at home. Uh, both teams four and one. Somebody's leaving five and one. Somebody's leaving four and two. And I think that team is going to be the Eagles. Uh, just the good old eyeball test. 
the Eagles look like a way better team than the Panthers do. So, fly, Eagles, fly. Yeah, right there with you. And the Eagles, I, the Eagles, I had a feeling, but I think the Eagles are doing better than I thought, even my feeling. But yeah, give me the Eagles. And do you want me to read the, the Iceman picks? Well, yeah, I would well, say I have them up too. I, okay. I filled it all out. Iceman also picks the, the e- Eagles. The Eagles. All right. Lions heading down to New Orleans, playing the Saints. <sighs> See, the Saints defense is shit. However, we have Golden Tate. We have not going to be 100% Matt Stafford. We still have no run game. They got Drew Brees, Michael Thomas, Mark Ingram. And they're at home. Saints, 2-2, two and two, a lot better position than I thought they'd be in. Give me the Saints. This is the last goddamn time I'm giving the Lions the benefit of the doubt. And my gut's screaming at me right now to the point where I almost need to take a heartburn pill saying don't do it, but I'm going to do it anyways. Give me the Lions. And the Iceman takes the same. No, he takes the Lions. All right. Packers. Heading to, I was going to say the Metrodome. It's not the Metrodome. Because that's gone. U.S. US Bank Bank Stadium. Stadium. Taking on the Vikings. This is easy. Give me the pack. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Give me the Packers. And Iceman picks the Packers. Up the pass taking on Jets. Both teams three and two. Five years ago, this is a great game. This year, not so much. Pass. Yeah, I think the Jets are three and two in spite of themselves. I'm interested to see how hard the Jets fans are going to cheer when they're three and three. I think they're still going to be pretty happy because they weren't expecting to be that. But give me the Pats. Iceman takes the Jets. No. Doesn't. You gotta, man, you got to stop doing this shit. Come on, man. <laughs> okay. Uh, 49ers at the Redskins. Redskins coming off a bye. Redskins are at home. Uh, 49ers 0-5. Redskins 2-2. Two two. Uh, sorry, Niners. You're going to be 0-6. Skins. 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 Iceman also taking the skins. I'm sorry, the Washington football team? Is that what we're supposed to say? Oh, yeah, because it's no longer Christopher Columbus Day. It's Indigenous People Day. Sure. Why not just change things as we see fit? Because it makes white people feel better. All right, Bears at the Ravens. Uh, 
What am I, what am I thinking about? Give me the Ravens. I was gonna say, uh, what the fuck are you on about? Jesus, God, Ravens. Wow, so far we've all picked the same things because that is what the Iceman also takes. Although no, I, I'm the I'm the wild card so far. I picked the Saints. Well, you know what's going. You know what's going to happen. If we post a good record this week, he's going to say it's only because we saw his pick before we picked. Oh, that's right. I'm getting it out there for your listeners. Just going to let you know that's what he's going to do. All right, next up, Deshaun versus Deshaun. 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 The Browns at the Texans. Hey, come on, man. Come on. Give me the Texans. Yeah, I mean, dude, even without J.J. Watt, you're the fucking Texans. Iceman taking the Texans. Uh, the Bucks at the Cardinals. Bucks. <sighs> I'm going to go with the deity of your choosing. I'm going to say the Bucks. But I don't have... I know I'm trying to have my cake and eat it too, a la Iceman, but I'm not shocked if they lose, but give me the bucks. I still stand by my pick, but I won't be shocked if my pick is wrong. All right, next up, two teams doing a surprise. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, oh, Iceman picks the bucks. Okay. Two teams doing surprisingly well uh, than we all thought, than most people thought, than everybody thought, really. Rams in Florida playing Jaguars. Uh, quite honestly, give me the Jags. They're at home. Rams got to travel across the country. That jet lag be a motherfucker. God damn it. And just to the, the, the D, the defense. You got to fucking take my fucking reason for picking the Jags. I was going to say, it's easier to go west than it is to come east. Uh, new Jags. Iceman also taking the Jags. Jesus fucking Christ. Dude, he is going to say we bet his picks. Alright. Next up, AFC West battle. Chargers at the Raiders. Yuck. Uh, quite honestly, give me the Chargers. They got momentum on their side. The Raiders have the opposite of momentum on their side. Even if Derek Carr comes back, he's going to be China Doll Derek Carr in the Chargers. Marshawn, listen to me. I got a sliver of faith, and I'm putting it in you. Do something this week, okay? He means the sliver. I just do something. I... I'll give, you, I'll give you a pack of Skittles, I swear. Give me the Raiders. Iceman also taking the Raiders. Take on the Maverick this week. Okay. Ugh. Monday, or er, SNF. Sunday Night Football. The 0-5 Giant, Gi- Giants heading to Mile High Stadium. Taking on the Broncos. Give me the fucking Broncos. Giants are, oh, that's an abortion disguised as a football team. Your last name's Manning, but 
<laughs> I don't know, man. All right, I'm gonna pull. I'm gonna pull an ice man. I'm gonna say in that high altitude. I want Eli to pass for a lot of yards, and my my fantasy football team can fucking get some points. But give me the Broncos as far as who's going to win the game. All right. Colts at the Titans. Wait a minute. They were missing the game. Steelers-Chiefs, yeah. Oh, wow, I went right over it. Steelers, Chiefs. Give me the fucking Chiefs. They're at Arrowhead. Yeah, they're going to have, their defense is going to have an answer for Le'Veon Bell. Uh, Cornerbacks, not as as good to shape as they were at the beginning of the season because they lost Eric Berry. Antonio Brown might get a catch or two, but Big Ben ain't Big Big Ben. Yeah, Yeah, the era of the dominant big, sloppy Roethlisberger is over with. I'm going to choose. Iceman also taking the Chiefs. And then, alright, MNF. Monday Night Football. Colts at the Titans. Ah, gross. Oh, by the way, uh, the Sunday night game, our butt fuck of the week. Broncos at the Giants. Uh, <laughs> oh, 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 yuck. Um, give me the Titans. They at least got DeMarco Murray. Who, who, who do you throw the ball to on the Titans? I mean, but then again, the Colts got T.Y. Hilton. Fuck it, Titans are at home. Give me the Titans. Uh, I need to break with both of y'all. This is going to be my game. Give me the Colts. All right. And the Iceman takes the Titans. And we missed another fucking game. Um, where are you? Falcons, Dolphins. Yes. Yeah, Falcons, Dolphins. This is what happens when he does a, 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 a what is what is the name of the beer podcast? Oh, the Beer Nuts podcast. The Beer Nuts podcast before the show, ladies I, and gentlemen. Yeah, I skipped right over it too. It was right after the Lions and the Saints. If you ever want to hear a very interesting sporgy, wait till we do a Beer Nuts right into a Weedsman, right into a sporgy. Oh, you get to listen to him snore. Yeah, just hear me nap. <laughs> uh, give me the Falcons, man. I don't see the Dolphins having an answer for, but I mean, then again, the Falcons have—they're at home. The Dolphins haven't impressed me much. Much night twenty don't impress me much. Dolphins. So you had an early bye week. Give the Falcons. Julio Jones, you had a week off. I need you to do something. I need you to actually show up for a change. But even if you don't show up, I'm still picking the Falcons. Iceman also take ATL. All right. Pick these college games. Get the fuck out of here. 
So, football. NCAA. Saturday. Number 17, Michigan. At unranked. Indiana. I mean, it's a ranked team versus an unranked, but they're ranked at the bottom. And give me the Wolverines. I can't pick the Hoosiers. This ain't fucking basketball. If Michigan does not house the Hoosiers, then they are even worse than I expected. Because I've told you the four games are going to lose this season. So far, I'm one for one. Give me Michigan. Iceman, also taking Michigan. All right. Sparty, where are you at this week? That far down the list? Jesus Christ. Michigan State. Number 21, welcome to the party, Spartans, at Minnesota, unranked. Golden Gophers ain't been shit before my voice changed, at least with football. So, give me the Spartans. The only reason I'm, I, I, I ever think of the Golden Gophers until one of the Michigan teams play them is I miss playing them in NCAA football video games. Oh, did, did they opt out? No, they don't have any NCAA video games because of the uh, the bullshit with the NCAA and likeness rights. Well, that's right. I remember had, something like that. The last video game had shoelace on it in a Michigan Damn. uniform in 2014. So that means it came out in 2013. That's the last one that was ever, unless they figure this out sometime soon. Anyways, give me a uh, Sparty. Alright. Iceman, also taken Sparty. So there you go. Picks her in. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm within... Oh my god, imagine if one of us overtakes the Iceman and picks. What's this one of us shit? I suck. We've proven this. It's gonna have to be you. If, I, if, if this was fantasy football, I'd do a fire sale and give you all my players just so you could beat them. <laughs> All right. Hey, I just, I, I, what I'm saying is I gained seven games on them in a week. No, I'm, no, you, yeah. Say, I'm saying anything's possible. What if he does it again? What if you get 15 out of 15? He gets three, the same. I'm saying there's a chance. It's too many ifs in that sentence for me. All right. I'm, <laughs> nah. I'm good on that. Oh, yeah. He missed, like I said, he, he missed a perfect opportunity this week to talk a whole bunch of shit. Because he whooped my ass. Fancy football, he has a better Well, you both have a better record than me, and he's beat both of us. He's technically 2-0 and against the podcast, so I'm sure he'll remind us of that the next time he's on with us. I do have to say, I, uh, I, something that I've I figured out from, because this is my rookie year, I'm, I'm busting my hymen in fantasy football. Um, calling uh, him, you, and other players in the league stupid on Sunday like has become like just like my go-to. I'm like, oh god damn it! Really, you're gonna give the points to stupid, and <laughs> it it bled over into real life. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was talking to a friend, and I was like, yeah, I know, stupid. And they were like, Ooh, <laughs> what's with the hostility? And I'm like, I'm sorry, it's fantasy football Sunday. They were like, oh, we get it. Don't worry. I used to play. I understand. I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> I felt bad. I had to. I had to apologize. 
And now I'm doing it on the podcast. You know who you are if you're listening. <laughs> See, my night, I was just go you know, son of a bitch. Or just call them a bunch of assholes. <laughs> a bunch of fucking assholes. And I'll throw my phone. Uh, no, it's at two. I can't. I can't. I can really only afford one more loss in our league. One more loss. Anything beyond five, it's it. Eight and five can get you in the playoffs. Seven and six. Flip a coin. I'm in a boat that's taking on a lot of water really quickly. I'm two and three. Hey, you're still in it, man. I, and I, I went against every fucking system that I had set up. And at one week I lost, and I was like, yep, don't do that again. Dance with who brought you. The system got me the win, and I decided to bucket the second week and got my ass handed to me. So learn my lesson. Oh, you're like the Patriots. It's all about the system. Goddamn right. Dude, seriously, I'm, I'm over here like Jonah Hill and fucking... Moneyball. I'm crunching numbers, baby. Oh, me too, man. I and, build for the season. I don't build for this week. And the bitch of it is, is that I suck at math. So I got to like five times over check my shit. Make sure it's right. <laughs> so I'm like, wait a minute. I Three times out of five, I got me winning. But I got five different outcomes. How'd that happen? It's all the yeah. same numbers. <laughs> and Iceman, I swear to God, man. He doesn't. Carrying three quarterbacks. Two defenses. Didn't he have multiple kickers at one point? Bro, you lost that game to a person who wanted to have the entire team be Detroit Lions starting for him. That's all he cares about. That's all he cares about. That's why he made the trade with you. Dude, he's getting, you know, listen, he's getting trade raped, in my opinion. But he didn't need Wentz. I got Aguilar, so I can use Wentz. He's got Stafford. He can use... Abdullah, there you go. But yeah, man, I know. I told you, man, injuries. I mean, let's let's just start at the beginning. I lost David Johnson. Then I lose his replacement, Chris Carson. Then I lose fucking Derek Carr. Now fucking Charles Clay is injured, and fucking Devontae Parker gets injured last week. Like this team, I'm gonna rename them the Mash Unit. <laughs> Because this this particular team has just been like I got another team. That, that I've, I've, I'm somehow, somehow three and two by the grace of God. But this, this team, team is just, just injuries been fucking just killing me. Well, I do like, I didn't know we could change team names mid-season. And I do like some of the team names I'm starting to see. Yeah. My, G- game of touchdowns. I was like, okay, all right. I like that. Yeah, I'm playing in a league where there is a guy that has, uh, show me your TDs. I was like, oh. <laughs> that's clever but yeah so thanks for listening downloading sharing liking all that happy horseshit you can follow us at sport podcast on twitter uh email the show sport at christophermedia.net uh thanks for liking sharing passing it around like a bad venereal disease or joining at a party you know whichever one you prefer but you're liking people you're telling about it the downloads go up every month. And we thank you for that. And, uh, yeah, next week it might, it may be Rich and the Iceman. But, uh, uh, we'll figure that out. Uh, but Iceman will be back next week. I may or may not be here. Uh, uh, I'm on another person's schedule next week. We'll see how that goes. But, uh, thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next week. All right.
If you like this show, please tell a friend. Please follow us on Twitter and like and share us on Facebook by searching for Christopher Media. You can subscribe to all ChristopherMedia.net shows for free on ChristopherMedia.net. Please make sure to rate and comment on all your favorite Christopher Media shows. Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net and thank you for listening. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net.